Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's showtime, folks! This is where the big boys play, huh? Woo! And look at Gilbert! He's ready! battleground in the history of our sport. I know, it's called High Classic Nitro Review. Woo! We This is where we get together and watch every episode of Nitro from its beginning to its bitter end or ours. Who be we? I be Fake Geordie, radio presenter without portfolio, Tom Campbell, with resident WCW Nitro kid, Sam Driver. Sorry, I've got a really itchy undernose. Get your undernose oh, on there we go. That's Oh, that's cracking, that is. How are you doing? Full disclosure. Yeah. Right? I, I'm i not wearing underpants today. That's full disclosure. Get between, out. Between you and me. Get There's only a thin film of, of material. Denim between you and I right now. That is... A little bit of denim. I mean, I've got an extra layer on over here, so there's at least three layers. Well, that's fine then. So there that... should at least be four, though, Tom. Come on, COVID. Three, I think we can get on with. I know. COVID. <laughs> COVID! <laughs> I haven't got what COVID you, of the cock. What if your dick sneezes? <laughs> cock him. It's been a great show. I find when the dick sneezes, it's a good day. Um, I, I This morning, I was up very early this morning, and because it's been warm, I haven't slept with many clothes on. So I put my jean shorts on as I was sort of pottering around the house this morning, feed the cat, put the dishwasher on, do a bit of work, and then I get chatting to Alex, who gets up about an hour later. Uh, we have a coffee, then I'm putting my shirt on, and da, 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 and I go, right, see you later, and I leave. And then as I'm going down the stairs, I'm like, oh, I didn't put any pants on under these shorts that I chose to wear. Yeah. I'll be fine. And it's not fine. I'm very uncomfortable today. Yeah, there's there's, there's so much that goes into going commando, man. Mm, it's denim and commando is not a strong. It, it's there's plan. so many risks, so many things can go wrong. Yeah, a lot of it has. You're living life on the edge. I live on the lid. Living dangerously. I've been told to live more. <laughs> and this is this is how I'm living more. <laughs> by, <laughs> by sacking off my underpants quota for the year. I'm gonna miss. I've got a lovely. Because underpants. we have to put that money into electric and gas. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Because cost of living crisis. Soon these shows will just be done with shirts. Uh, nothing else. So. We'd like to thank our government for making sure that we have Oh, fantastic work. The popularity contest in the middle of a cost of living and poverty crisis is really phenomenal, isn't it? <laughs> it's brilliant, Fucking isn't it? Remember, oh. everybody wants to be a personality. Not everybody has one. That's uh, <laughs> to our future leaders. <laughs> what a joy. How are you, more importantly? Yeah, I'm grand. I'm knackered. Uh, but when am I not? I just need to try and get a good early-ish night 
and and get ready for my stream tomorrow and work out what I'm going to play. Oh, the tomorrow uh, being tonight. Yes, tonight. Because we record this yeah, the day before. This is day before it comes Tonight's out, obviously. So yeah. What's do you, do you know what you're streaming? No, I've been playing Chivalry Two though, so I might play some Chivalry Two. Mm. But if you've not heard of it, it's like a, a medieval PvP deathmatch game Ooh, with okay. like up to sixty four players, and you pick a class like knight or you know whatever. Um, you pick your loadout and then it's just deathmatch, but it's all medieval and you can just war cry. And it's like, it's so insane that you can just rack up like 50 kills a game. Uh, and if you accidentally swing your sword too hard, cause you've got to kind of turn with it to maximize your range. Uh, sometimes you're like, Oh good. There's like three of the bad guys in a row and you start swinging at the other team and then you turn and follow through and you kill maybe three of those guys. And then you just clean wipe out four of your own team. And you're like, Oh, but then you can like pick up chairs and just launch them at people. If you get somebody's head on the floor, just bounce it off them like oh, a baseball. Oh, it sounds fun. It's very chaotic and very fun, but I might do some of that or uh, I don't know. We might do something a little bit more chill. How did you get on with Klonoa? At Klonoa, I got nearly all the way through it in that one stream. But it's, um, yeah, it, 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 I'm happy I didn't pay like uh, a lot, lot for it because I got it like through like a CD key site. Ah, but um, yeah, like it, it was a, a good adaptation like a good faithful remaster they, they kept a lot of the original audio in there it's uh yeah it's a lot of fun to play definitely check mm. it out it's on the work machine through there if you want a blast of it oh yeah. maybe i will because <laughs> i like i like the old 2d platform games and stuff. yeah i never Them played the jam. second one so like the first one is great but the second one i need to get into second one on the ps2 uh was it Wii? is it on the or Wii? ps2 I thought it was on the PS2. they definitely got a Wii release because i remember having daughter phantom on Wii. oh Hmm. But no, I remember. I certainly remember playing it on the PS2. I remember yeah. enjoying it immensely. Just um, we did Sonic Origins in one day on the stream. I, went from I can't wait for the new one. Is it Frontiers? Oh. The the open world Sonic. I, I mean, I'm. I live in optimism. I am one of those Sonic fans that just never. Ninety nine percent of Sonic 3D games are well, ninety eight percent are shit. Like, there's Gash. no two ways about it. They are dog shit. But Sonic Adventure 1 and 2, phenomenal. Mm. So if we get more of that feeling, less of the awkward Sonic heroes, hey, it's just Sonic on the crazy tracks, but 3D, and it's moving so fast your PlayStation slows down, and then all of a sudden you hit a wall and everything stops. Um, that was just infuriating. Yes. So I think having, uh, if they're able to find a nice balance where it's not too unwieldy, mm. then it should be a good game. But more Sonic... My money for Sega makes me a happy boy. I mean, I I am optimistic, and I will, and I am hopeful that it goes well. Yeah, because uh, for me, the best Sonic game I've I've played recently was probably Sonic Mania. When it launches, we should stream it because I remember Sonic Mania was like phenomenal. It was like, oh I, my I, god, uh, it's amazing! It was the last game where I I would get up deliberately like an hour early so I could play an hour of it before going to work. Triple Jump voted it the best Sonic game of all time on their a list I, ranked from worst to best, and I agree. And yeah, I'm a Sonic I Two genuinely, boy. Genuinely, genuinely would say it's it's way up there because it, it's. I mean, it's a labor of love, isn't it? it? It started off as a fan thing. They brought through all of the fan collaborators and they, they made it official. And it, it just, it's class. Christian I mean, Whitehead. The, 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 uh, light, the, not lights, camera action, like the, the Hollywood style zone, the music, Studiopolis. There, Studiopolis, and the popcorn bursting and everything and the strobing effects. And oh. it is just full of love for Sonic's history. The soundtrack, man. They just nailed it. 
Chris, you might have, man. Oh, my God. That Studiopolis, man. Oh. It's a good level. It's a good level. And the boss is the <sighs> boss is the weather bird. Yeah. Who changes the weather. Oh, it's just, just great. They just, yeah. just got the energy. Just right. It's a brilliant Sonic game. It's so many just little features and calls back from uh, callbacks from other ones, like you know, using the hang gliders and just all sorts of stuff. Just great. Just geeked out all the way through it. It was really nice. Almost as much as I geeked out watching Nitro from 1996. Oh, six, 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 six. Before we get into uh, the Nitro review, before we take a look at the real world, before we take a look at the wrestling world in this point, and then we take a look at this week's Nitro, we got some mail. We do. We got. We got. We got. We're doing that. that start of the start of the podcast. Mail. Might move it around. Like all of the like all of the big podcasters do. Yeah, we are. Before we get to the topic, here's last week's conversation. (laughs) Let's have a rummage in our (laughs) mailbag. As that other one says, uh, thank you for emailing classic at cultaholic.com. That is your portal to men- ask any question of any of the classic review podcasts. And these offer the Nitro review. James from Milton Keynes. Hi, gents. Just listening to this week's Clash Ick Nitro review. Ding, ding. We came up with that see, title see did that? at yeah. the start, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. Uh, I marked out when you mentioned Conan's debut at Starcade 90. I first got into wrestling by watching the WCW shows on ITV on Saturday afternoons. Yes. And this was the first pay-per-view I ever owned on VHS, despite being several years below the video rating of 15. <gasps> Send the police around immediately. As a kid, I would watch it over and over again. And a couple of years ago, I went back and watched the show with adult eyes. I cannot recommend the match of Team Mexico versus Team United Kingdom enough. This is Conan and Rey Mysterio Sr. versus Norman Smiley and Chris Adams. I do enjoy Norman and smiley oh Uh, purely as an example of car crash wrestling it is perhaps the oddest thing on a show that includes the infamous black scorpion reveal oh god yeah they were all messengers (laughs) okay we haven't got a scooby-doo how we're ending this good luck everybody something fucky's afoot (laughs) something fucky is afoot the famous line for the black scorpion thing um if you have a time be great to get your opinions on it we will check that out I'll watch that for next sure, week. Yeah. We'll bring some yeah. notes with it. Uh, hi, guys. Couple of things. Firstly, do you think Macho Man was told why Hogan had a better spot in the card than him as a world champion? Uh, also, they, he shared a, John John Gilmore, thank you, shared a picture of his cat as well. Nice. So thank you, John. Always more cat pictures. Yeah, always welcome. More cat pictures. Always, like always welcome. Yeah, we welcome them. Um, so um, a reason, do you, do you think that Randy was given a reason from WCW as to why Hulk was presented to be better than him when Randy he was champion is yeah that i think that's of kind of what they're saying i think the the simple answer to that is the one that probably plagued randy savage for most of his career and it was just well, it's hulk hogan with a shrug hulk, it's hulk. Uh, hogan says. I, you know he was he was of course i it, it's it's not really nice to say but he was a bigger draw than savage uh, in terms of name value, like mm. Hulk Hogan, like still to this day, if you mention wrestling to somebody, the first names out of their mouth will be The Rock, Hulk Hogan, John Cena, or Stone Cold. Or The Undertaker. Uh, or The Undertaker. Like it's all those big personalities and big names, but like Hogan was the guy. Mm. He was the guy for 10 straight years, Nelly. So it, it, it's, I think it was just one of those things where naturally, because he'd been tret that way for so long, Hogan the expectation was that that would continue regardless because he doesn't need no belt brother brother yeah so maybe yeah he's still gonna he's still gonna sell tickets he's still gonna get people excited and he's still gonna shift merch and i think it's they didn't really while they were positioning randy well i don't feel like they did anything like 
that I don't think there was a good vehicle for Randy really, other than you know rerunning Mega Powers shit and having that back and forth and everything that comes in and around the situation that we've been you know plagued with over the last God knows how many months. Um, I think. He must have just sucked. It must have just been a case of like, you know, maybe he was making the same money. Maybe he was on a hell of a deal, but like, it's still kind of just that bit respect, isn't it? It's just the fact that like Hogan and Savage were just like so close to each other all the time, like magnets going around one another. Normally Hogan hanging off Savage like a limpet anytime yeah. Savage has the spotlight. I would have preferred... Right, and then and I'm sure people will disagree because if if, it's if it was Savage hanging off Hogan like yeah, him, please, I'm not that, showing Terry the respect <laughs> he deserves. If Hogan, if Hogan's gonna dick about at the top, yeah. for big gold, put Savage in the U.S. title picture and have him like be like the veteran of that belt. You know how John Cena had the U.S. title. I think it's just far too much money though. Yeah, I and know, once you Randy like Savage at that Savage level, Savage just a little bit like. Out, out of the out of the but I think Randy would also be a, a, a victim of his own success here because I mean Christ he's already done you know the workhorse titles he's done the lower card mm. he's macho man Randy fucking savage like give him the big gold and so I think it might have just been well it might have been have you read any book on WCW or listen to any podcast with anybody who had even been in a locker room once it was a political nightmare mm-hmm. uh, but I I think it was probably. Yeah, there's got to have been something slightly lower down the card that would have still had him in a featured I mean, spot. We, I mean, we will get Savage and DDP yeah. working some magic. And that's Hogan wants something to do with that because that's not top of the card, brother, brother, brother. Yeah. But they will have a, Flair, an incredible feud. Bring me Giant, feud. bring me whoever else. Yeah. yeah. They'll have an incredible feud, those mm. two. So that's what I mean. Like, if, if, if it means Savage, I know you said there's money in Savage being at the top, but like, if we get to see Savage more comfortable in his pomp, and all circumstance. This is the lower thing. the card, then I'm for it. I think there's like a weird we're at a weird point in his career because this is after Vince has told him nobody wants to watch you wrestle anymore, You're and he's old. gone away and he's proved it. Mm. People want to watch him wrestle. Um but I think at the same time it's it's a bit like you know, he, he's not quite at the level where he's the veteran veteran now. He's still an active in-ring competitor, so he should still be treated in a certain way. Yes, he does have the experience and the years on the clock, but I think that this might have still very much been an I'm a performer phase before maybe settling down into, all right, well, now I can kind of work with some of the smaller guys and give back because I'm the veteran. Yeah. So I think there's like a marked shift that comes and obviously there's a very big shift in Macho's style and the way he dresses. Uh, and I think that's sort of the beginning of the the more veteran Randy era. But I, yeah, mm. his work with DDP was great though. Amazing. We look yeah. forward to that. Thank you, John, for the message. Much appreciated, Thank sir. You. Uh, and Natalie in New South Wales says, Hi, Tom and Sam, fellow Nitro kid here. If you could do a prisoner swap. <laughs> right. It's a good start. Between WWF and WCW in 1996, who would you choose to go to the other side? So you, you two prisoner camps. We'll have him. Yeah. We'll have him. Um, march him along the bridge of wrestlers march him along yeah and just yeah. choose the one so natalie's gone foggy with foggy night in germany <laughs> oh my god alex right in the middle being like the officiator I'll keep it safe i promise <laughs> uh natalie's gone for american males to go from wcw to a new generation wwf yeah and the smoking guns to go to wcw in return Meh. so who would we move like i'm just is it, who would fit into those placements that would 
So I, 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 because uh, you know how these things work. Tom might have uh, suggested to me beforehand about this, uh, no, but uh, I kind of had to think about it in a way where I would want people of equal, um, equal standing, maybe mm. in to swap places in order to kind of have a bit of a different outcome. Uh, and I wasn't really thinking about the current product. It was more about you know if you get them there for a year, let them do whatever the hell they want with him. Give him, give them like you know whatever gimmick they want. Doesn't matter because in a year attitude starts, and then from there, there's mm. potentially a launch pad for some bigger names. So I, I thought maybe swap Chris Canyon, who is fresh in WCW. We would lose Mortis. Um, we've not come to him yet, I don't believe. No. But later in '96, he will he will appear. Uh, so we'll lose Mortis. Well, we'll lose Canyon as Mortis. I'm sure they would have put somebody else under that mask. Mm -hmm. um, but I was going to swap him for Chris Candido. Oh! Because I feel like Chris Candido is a phenomenal in-ring worker uh, with a hell of a lot of experience for his age. Like somebody that would just stand out, stand out, stand out, but just got lost in this mire in WWF. I feel like he wasn't really being it was always just tag stuff and he was always just this blue chipper baby face and nothing really even if he was working here he was just blue chipper like there was nothing really about him other than hey he's a pretty good looking guy with a good smile he's ripped but he has this amazingly innovative offense yeah so i think taking candido and putting him in wcw is like just waiting for like a, a nuclear explosion to happen because you've got you know eddie Malenko, Benoit, you've got all of these smaller workers, Ray, that he could be getting in there and making himself much more of an established name mm. while maybe giving himself a little bit more edge with like a new gimmick or something. But I think that even then the blue chipper thing would go down much better with a WCW audience than a WWF audience. And at the same time, Canyon, I feel like somebody... He's somebody that they would either give like a, you know, dying days of new gen, either like an occupational gimmick, yeah. like he'll be TL Hopper's new best buddy or something. Uh, but it'll it'll suck for like a year or they'll throw him in a tag team or they'll have him just work in lower card bounce. But I think he's somebody, again, with uh, such innovative offense that was prepared to take a lot of risks that maybe WCW didn't... Um, didn't really fully appreciate the level of stuff Canyon was doing. And, and I think taking him and putting him in what would be eventually an attitude era WWF, it's hard to deny the guy's in-ring ability when, you know, we're going to be entering a phase where he eventually proved he could do some more wacky stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, he had that charisma there. Eventually it just needed teasing out of him. But, you know, WWF, big league style attitude era, I think Canyon would have fit in really well. Nice. I like that a lot. Yeah, but mainly Candido and WCW. Just fuck me. Could you imagine? <laughs> just because I think Candido does go to WCW, but not to like 2000. But by then it's sort of, it's that this magical period where we've still got the car crash mm. style matches. And I think Candido is somebody you could bring into that division as, hey, I'm just an all-American baby. And it would still work. Yeah. Or you'd be like, he's a mentalist. And, you know, they give him whatever gimmick they want. It would still work because you know give him a mouthpiece that isn't sunny uh, and uh, and and let him get in there and prove it i like that i like that i've gone a bit further up the card with mine yeah um and i was so uh, diesel for glenn jacobs <laughs> yes no one will notice it'll be fine and then we'll have kevin nash playing fake diesel <laughs> and then isaac yankum dds playing fake kevin nash 
I like it. Thank you, mate. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> right. I wanna I wanna put Owen Hart. Oh, I see. I thought about moving Owen. I wanna put Owen Hart on Nitro. Oh! Oh, just imagine. Owen Hart as a standalone heart. Just imagine. Like all that of like I'm the only heart that matters. I'm in the best I'm where well, the big got, boys. You've play. got heart versus heart then across two companies. Yeah. Oh! yeah that's it, innit? That's it. It's a little little to- a little uh, a little thing for Brett to come on over. Sorry, I said two companies there, and then in my brain, Bruce popped up with a little stamp stampede cap going three, <laughs> three, <laughs> three. I think, I think you'll find it's three companies. <laughs> so I'm having Owen Hart in there to rumble with like your Benoits, your Guerreros, your Malenko. Yeah, the radicals. Yeah. But, oh my my God, Owen Hart, Perry Saturn. Oh, there's your joy. Just Candido Saturn, though. But Owen Hart, Perry Saturn. Oh, and, and 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 based on the current regime in WWF penchant, yeah, for the for the big lads, I'm moving the giant to the WWF early. Uh, I'm moving him okay. early because yeah. at this point, like he's still Andre's son, and WWF owns the rights. There you go. So they can publicly prove that he's Andre's son in a custody of Andre's son ladder match. In which he's also somehow wrestling, even though his custody paper is he gonna have custody over himself? He will be he'll be his own dad. <laughs> I am his... now Andre the Giant and Naughty they, Me, they go to the, my room. They do the Undertaker superimposed lightning and he quickly pulls on a big like a curly wig, just like <laughs> speaking Hello, in a French accent. <laughs> I think uh, in the, over there, when he's at his healthiest, when he's at yeah. his, his trimmest oh, and yeah. his youngest, with the with Undertaker and those other big men around him. Could have been a Lesnar-style debut. Yeah, and Diesel's on his way out at this yeah. point in the timeline anyway. So when Undertaker's done with, with Diesel, here comes fucking Giant. And there you go. And then you've got two years, three years maybe, of getting Paul White mentally where he needs to be to become the guy that leads the, the industry. Where's Sid? Sid hasn't returned yet, but he is due. So I nearly moved Sid to Nitro. Because, yeah, Sid Sid eventually ends up, obviously. But Sid's still with WWF in 96, he, right? He, yeah, so you yeah. might you might still be able to do a giant versus giant with Sid on his way out Ooh. and giant winning, yeah. which would establish him as a monster. Giant sends him packing. Keep that match dead short. I think giant to batter Yokozuna. And like, you get Vader as well that period. Like, Vader still have some Vader. Still. Yeah. Vader's not at his best, but no, Vader's no. still there. He, I think this is post... Q8 arrest or is 96 the Q8 arrest? Yeah. Yeah, he's, he, yeah, he's, he gets, he's just he's just joined WWF and he's just a bit broken. Like he yeah. he he, tur- he's, he turned up and they did the suspension thing so he can go and have surgery. So by this point he in was the timeline, he was dealing with Shawn Michaels and everything as well though. Like mm. you know you know don't fucking like hurt hair on my body or I'll have you fired type stuff was what he was accusing 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 um, accusing Shawn of. There was a funny story I remember Cornette telling where. Um, it was the one of the first times they that Vader did Raw after they changed the setup to have the big Titan Tron, like the classic Roy's War setup. Yeah. Uh, but he's like, the stage bit with it being raised, you, the boys could actually go up underneath and look out and watch matches without having to step out in front of people. Mm. And he's like, so Vader's down there, not realizing the show is about to start and all the pyro goes off. And he's like, nobody knows where the hell he is. And then he just comes back inside, just like shouting really loud, completely deafened by the pyro. Bloody and then hell. I think he had to go out and wrestle. <laughs> it was like, he's just like, <laughs> oh, <Christ>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just like shame. gets stuck under the stage while there's just fireworks. <laughs> 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 
dazed and confused <laughs> Vader, bless him. I mean, Vader would have been an option. I also can, uh, you know, it, it, I love to have said Owen to Nitro, Savage to Raw. Yeah. But I know that all waiting for Savage is commentary. I think there's Under an issue that in we'd have to get around the Austin situation because Austin would emasculate him immediately. Yeah. Like, it, we kind of, you know how Rock and Jericho was a bit like, oh, uh, I think you'd maybe have something similar there because with somebody the size of the giant, they're not going to factor into anything but major plans. So it's like you, he's going to be near the top of the card. Well, yeah, you put it. I would put him near the top. I think you could still do the Austin, the rise of Austin. Yeah. Like the idea. Okay, if you don't do Vader Michaels at SummerSlam, yeah. Vader Giant. Vader Giant would have been good. Or Michael, sorry, Michael's Giant. Michael's Vader Giant would have been, been good as but well. Michael's Giant, because that, like the insurmountable odds of the, the boy, if will the boyhood dream die at the hands of Andre the Giant? If he son. confuses the Giant. Uh, by climbing up him as if the giant himself is a turnbuckle, the giant will stand still going, oh, I must be a turnbuckle now. <laughs> and then Sean just jumps on the spot and hits him with a massive elbow drop right on top of him. And then giant just explodes. <laughs> and then he comes back a week later. Don't worry, it, was actually, it wasn't actually the giant. There's a clever camera cut. He's actually a giant water balloon filled with red syrup. Oh, uh, that old trick. So yeah, when Sean, they, it's split second, but when Sean's midair, they swap it. And then he goes, wah, blah. And Giant just explodes into a ball of red goop. Everybody's like, oh my God, Shawn Michaels just killed the Giant. Uh, and instead, actually, the Giant shows up a week later and it's like, oh my God. He's alive. He's alive. And he's better than ever. Yeah. That's and then fun. he's like, Shawn Michaels, get your ass on top of Kobo Hall. Uh, <laughs> and they couldn't afford monster trucks, so they instead fly in the more expensive option of trains. No, they use they use massive Milton Bradley karate fires. <laughs> just, just fucking milk, milk floats. <laughs> Just crashing in three miles an hour, just bumping. Tell you what's bouncing around my mind, Palace, before we move on. Yeah. Um, you mentioned about all the possible issues with Austin and Savage and stuff yeah. like Like, what if you put Savage in the place of Jake in the King of the Ring? Oh, you sit there and you thump your Slim Jim. <laughs> Talking about snap into it. Austin 316 says, I, I just, just snapped your, your Slim Jim. <laughs> Very different. I don't know whether Austin 316 would have taken off. Yeah. I snapped your Slim Jim, son. Oh, and then we never get Steve Austin. Oh, yeah. the butterfly effect, isn't it? Oh, it'd be amazing. It's butterfly effect. Instead, we get Stone Cold the Giant. <laughs> Thank you for your questions. Classic at cultaholic.com to send yours. So... Real world, boring shite uh, in this particular week before we get into the fun stuff of the rest to link. Right. Number one in the movies in the US this week is Mr. Holland's Opus, which is a 1995 American drama film um, which was starring Richard Dreyfus as Glenn Holland, a dedicated high school music teacher who attempts to compose his own music while struggling to balance with his job and life with his wife and profoundly deaf son. That sounds like a lovely heartwarming film. a lovely film. heartwarming film. But it must have been awesome making movies back then because it seemed like every movie just went to number one. Yeah. Out of boredom. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, well, we'll, right, we'll go to the cinema, we'll see something. It was, a, it was a time where we weren't just like, we weren't suffering with sensory overload. Yeah, and we weren't spoiled for choice. Yeah. That's one thing now. I, I, I'm just going to cancel so many of my streaming services because... You just go on and stare at all the titles and then don't watch anything on it anyway and put YouTube back on and fuck it. Like, there's too much to choose from. Cancelled um, my Amazon Prime. Yeah, Prime's probably the only one I'd keep simply because of delivery. I only cancelled it because um, it took 80 quid out of my account. Oh, And I was man. like, oh, you bugger. 
Oh, you've cooked him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, he's cooked him. And so, and, and I was just, I was foaming about that. I was like, yeah. I could have really done with 80 quid. That would have been handy. They're supposed to alert you before they take the money. Thanks. Oh, my Three bank emails. alerted me. Yeah. 80 quid has just gone from your account. Bye. But uh, but then somebody very kindly on Twitter said to me, you can just go and just apply for the refund. And then they, yeah. and so, so I did. And I've got the money now. That's good. Uh, but then what Amazon have done is they've just gone, well, you, like, I, we tried to watch a film on Amazon video last night. And they went, well, you can't do that because you've cancelled all your services immediately. <laughs> and they wonder why piracy is on the rise well, again. Well, that's it. <laughs> I, just to watch, I just wanted to watch Greece yeah. <laughs> on Paramount Plus. <laughs> Paramount Plus, I'm quite intrigued by. Uh, as a streaming I service. Like, I remember way back when uh, Sky started getting like the Sony channel and the Paramount mm. channel and you'd get some pretty good movies and it was like, oh shit, like on free TV. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, I think Paramount Plus is $7.99 a month, but I'm trying the seven-day trial. Yeah. Let me know how it goes because I, um, I, I, I've done a few of the, the like Amazon Prime channels Mm. Where like I I watch like a lot of docs and stuff, so like I think History Channel I've got as like an add-on. I tried to cancel that. So tip for anybody else out there who's got the History Channel, uh, tried to cancel it, and they went, oh well, how about we just give you six months for two pounds a month? And I was like, all right, yeah, sure. go for it. I'm gonna get back to watching UFO docs, <laughs> and then I'll cancel in six months. Yeah, um, once I know everything about Skinwalker Ranch mm. and Bigfoot. <laughs> then we're laughing. There is um on on Paramount Plus. I'm just gonna I'm gonna just citate this very quickly. On Paramount Plus, there is a doc. There is a drama series. Yeah. About the rise of Uber. Okay. I don't know whether you've seen. This. I I've seen. There was some really good ones on. Was it Nat Geo? They did one called Genius, and they had. I, I they've done a several seasons now, but the, I think the first one was Einstein. Second one was Picasso, but the Picasso one. They had Antonio Banderas playing them and stuff, and it was really high end. I remember it being like, yeah, fair, fair play, because you're doing the whole drama thing, but you are actually because the amount of times you look at Discovery now and it's Bigfoot Finders, mm. and it's like they're doing something actually good that actually educates you, but in a way that is is more suitable to modern palates. Yeah, they actually give you with a, a bit of name bit, uh... value and a bit of like acting and a bit of you know, it, it's well, that's what this is, and um, so. It stars Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. Uh, it stars Carl Chan. It stars Uma Thurman. Right. Uh, and it's the story of Uber, just very overdramatic. I'm sure. I'm sure Scorsese was involved in. Not Scorsese. What do you mean, local taxi firms? <laughs> I thought you took him out. It's. It just looks really. You're fucking dead. <laughs> You're fucking dead. <laughs> it just looks really interesting. It looks like a little bit over the top. Uh, and, you uh, call Blue Line, you tell them I'm going to burn their fucking offices <laughs> down. Pacino playing Scarface, but as an Uber, <laughs> as an Uber controller. <laughs> what? Say hello to my little friend. Pulls out his phone, opens the app, calls them a car and asks them to leave. <laughs> How the fuck that hasn't been an Uber advert yet? Just send me the check in the mail, motherfuckers. Or just give me free rides, that'd be handy. Say hello to my little friend. Turns on surge pricing. Think. <laughs> You bastard! <laughs> oh, you wanted to get home? Yeah, no, it's a 40-minute wait. It's a 15-minute walk, though. It's just raining. 40-minute wait, and it'll cost you 15 quid. Oh, you want it now? Oh. oh, 197 quid, then. Yeah. We can call you a local taxi, but we can't give you any tracking or tell you what car it is. Oh. Fucking <laughs> livid. It's oh, do you want to accidentally order an Uber executive? Because we just sometimes put it at the top of the list and charge you like nine quid. Oh, and then the second that. you cancel, we charge you four quid. And then you've got to go through a whole process of going, give me my four quid back. Those motherfuckers, right? While we're here, those motherfuckers. I booked four <laughs> Ubers last week. Yeah. Right? 
And then on the same fucking day that yeah. Amazon went, hey, thanks for that 80 quid. Like four Uber charges came up in my pendings. Yeah. And I was like, and I had to ring them and go, you've already charged me. Why yeah. do? Why are you pending again? Oh, we've just frozen the money in the account to make very... No, but you've taken the money. Why have they... Why is the same <sighs> for... Are you sure they're the same trips? They're for exactly the same amounts in exactly the same order. This is why... They've I'm... all... They've all... They're, they're fro they were frozen and they've fallen off now and it's fine. But fucking hell. It's why I'm happy that I've, I'm getting my bike sorted again soon. Like... I because I had the front wheel and disc mechanism stolen off it, which was just handy. Fuck. Thanks. That What's was great. Uh, but I, once I get that wheel back on, I'm just going to cycle to and from work now because it is getting fucking ridiculous, man. It's just like, It used to be three quid for me to get in, and now it's just like, you know, seven, eight on a good day and it's like fuck that 78 million pounds please yeah. thank you for oh I'm afraid there's a charge for I you get, living there'll be people go well you know it is a business of convenience and it, I get it is completely but like it's like those convenience stores you go in where it's like hey can I have this like uh, bottle of coke that's got a sticker on it that says like uh, or not a sticker it's like on the label it's like hey this is a pound and they're yeah it's 275 and you're like <laughs> You can't legally do that, but uh, there's your money, I guess. I need to drink this. See you later. <laughs> Piece of shit. Number one in the UK is Leaving Las Vegas. Oh, this. fucking film. There's a film. What a you. film. Oh, beauty. Nicholas Cage in a hotel room. Mm. Oh. Going crazy in somewhere he doesn't know. <laughs> Number one song in the US charts is Mariah Carey, One Sweet Day. Still in there. I am instituting a ban on Mariah Carey. <laughs> we are we're near the end. We are banning Mariah Carey. We're near the, we're, we're a few weeks ahead on the Raw review. She's just left the charts. She needs we to not come back to the charts. We're nearly there. If she pops back up, there's going to be ructions. <laughs> there's going to be major... I will write to her, uh, to her legal team being like, can you stop dominating the 1996 charts, please? <laughs> it's fucking bullshit. <laughs> Number one Give song. Michael Jackson a chance. <laughs> That sprightly young man, Michael Jackson. Uh, number one in the UK chart is Babylon Zoo and Spaceman. Oh, man. What a song. It's a great song, as used in a jeans commercial, which is always the success, isn't it? Yeah, I, I find that uh, commercially a lot more music was... I, it was just a special time for music, especially in the UK. Like, band, like the meteoric rise of like Feeder and the Mannix and like just... God, it was the last great era for music from here, I think. Strong time. Yeah. Not for Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks would disagree. Because uh, at the American Music Awards this year, yeah. this week actually, Garth Brooks won Artist of the Year. Okay. But he refused it. Right, why? It wasn't fair for me to walk away with that award, said Brooks to the Los Angeles Times. Maybe a year or two ago, when we had a really good year, bobbing around, talking to retailers, and every one of them says that Hootie and the Blowfish have been keeping them alive in 1995, and I couldn't agree more. So I thought they should have won, not me. So I can't accept this award if Hootie and the Blowfish deserve it more. I can't accept the award, guys. I'm just such a nice guy. Come out and pay $100 a ticket, please. <laughs> it's all right. He goes through his Chris Gaines phase soon, and it's, it's all very... Uh... It's all very fun. Garth Brooks says, no, Hootie and the Blowfish deserve this award. I'm not having it. So In fairness, fair play. It's yeah. like when Jethro Tull won Best Metal Act or whatever over Metallica, <laughs> and it was like, they're up there like, all right. <laughs> okay. I mean, I love Aqualung as yeah. much as the next person. And I loved his seed drill. Uh, <laughs> that's a really old school joke, that is. Um, so when Garth Brooks said no, they said, all right, TLC, you are runners up. Do you want the award? And they went, yeah, all right, we'll have it. <laughs> Fuck me. 
they're not as just, big fans of Hootie and the Blowfish. Yeah. Just, says, yeah, we'll have it, cheers. Yeah, I think, you know, Hootie and the Blowfish, that would have meant the world to them, that award. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, a band with, I, I don't want to say a band with very limited time, but a band with a very limited window of mass commercial success. That would have been the, the cherry on top, wouldn't it? No, but TLC needed it more. Like, the, was it the KLF when they made a million quid and they, they just put it in a barn and set fire to it and made a film called The KLF Burns a Million Quid? That, that's the last great time of music. <laughs> and now they get interviewed about it and they're like, yeah, I probably wouldn't have burned it now. Probably would have just kept hold of it and invested the, it. The new video something. is them going back into the building. <laughs> Picking up the scraps. I found a dollar. <laughs> um, but at the same time, TLC did no scrubs. So Yeah. Oh, that's it. Where they where they slagged off a guy for getting a lift off his mouth. And waterfalls, right? Don't go chasing yeah. waterfalls. Please stick to the river, the rivers and the lakes that you're used to. Some sound life advice. There is some great advice from the TVL. Stay in your fucking lane. <laughs> Stay in your lane. <laughs> the advice Don't get there. a lift off your mate. Don't have fucking dreams. Do you know what? Get that down is that, what it is, isn't get it? Get down that fucking McDonald's, right? <laughs> Don't go chasing Stay in your waterfalls. lane. Go flip burgers yeah. and get a flat in the town you were born in and don't just don't pursue your dreams That's because we is, can have it? more number one singles if you aren't out there trying to be musicians don't pursue your dreams we want number ones as <laughs> musicians in our own right <laughs> oh, stay at home and eat burgers you fat Americans <laughs> that's more me as TLC <laughs> Left Eye Lopez said it um, Duke Nukem 3D <laughs> Oh, God. Accepted the American Music Awards. <laughs> Problematic. Junu, <laughs> <laughs> he's fine. Uh, it, got, it was released this week for MS DOS. Oh, man. It holds an aggregate score of 89% on game rankings Look, and 89 out of 100 on Metacritic. Dated awfully. It, it's, it's not a game that has a lot of suitable content in mm. it for this day and age. But fucking hell. <laughs> I I don't think I'll ever forget the first time we just messed around on Duke Nukem and Doom. Like, that was... It just... Life-changing shit. It felt like you were being naughty. Yeah, it was like when I was playing GTA, like, as a kid. Like, and uh, you know, you'd, you'd sneak the copy from your cousin. You'd sit playing it without your parents knowing you were playing it. Um, you'd feel... Yeah, you'd feel a bit naughty playing it. It and would it was, feel like a big deal. It was a bit like, yeah, I've got Duke Nukem. And everybody would be like, oh, shit, yeah. I'll come around and play it. Oh, don't tell me mum that we're playing it. Lucky <laughs> made a joke. Wee. Oh, he's got a cigar. <laughs> so that's the boring real world news. What yeah. about the wrestling news? So I've got a few bits to do as we go through the show, but okay. there's a few things that have happened this week that are pertinent. This week, Eric Bischoff signed a three-year deal to continue running WCW. Uh, he's expected to make up to half a million dollars per year in doing so. They're very happy with what he's doing with WCW. Nowhere near the money I thought he'd be on. I think this is the, but this is uh, that money will up. Yeah, oh, well, we yeah. are, we are only just beginning. I think, I think it certainly tends to uh, to up when you're like, yeah, I'm not just running the show now; I'm a part of it. Mm. So uh, you pay me two a salaries, <laughs> a performers yeah. contracts, an employee yeah. contracts, and all that good stuff. Here's a bunch of names that are possibly coming into WCW: the, the Bushwhackers. Oh, no, we had them, didn't we? <laughs> the boys from Down Under, and then it turned out no, they're still hired. So hired by WWF. The Fabulous Rougeos. The Fabulous Rougeos. Jacques and Pierre Houlet. Uh This is before... Wait, no, Raymond, Raymond's already retired, right? Because Raymond has that huge retirement match in, uh, yeah. in Montreal. Oh, yeah, so yeah, so Jacques Rougeau and it's Pierre Oulet. Yeah. So, so Ray's gone, but Jacques is still going. I never know how to say his name because I've heard podcasts where people say it's like Oulet. Pierre Oulet. Or like Oulet, Oulet. 
If anybody out there can correct us, let us know. I believe you pronounce it. Bleh, bleh. PCO. I think it's just, think it's just PCO. <laughs> yeah, so that's how we pronounce it these days. Uh, they're coming in after Pierre's contract expires uh, on the 7th of July. So they're just going to hang around for a bit, presumably. Uh, the paper Wait, itself they, They're not signed. just hanging around. They're making sure there ain't no dynamite kid in there. <laughs> in the, 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 the cafeteria. That's all. They, they just stand by the, the Bain-Marie with a roll of quarters. Just looking around like this. I'm just just waiting for it. <laughs> Uh, now, this is brilliant. Both men have agreed to two years in WCW, 150 grand a piece. Mm. However, Jacques has added a little bit on top of his, a little, a little cherry on the top of his okay. contract, right? Which he's probably right to do so. He's Jacques Rougeau. He is going to get 25% of all pay-per-view revenue in the province of Quebec and be WCW's local promoter for Montréal. Guess who's not going to be running Quebec at all um, <laughs> over the next couple of years? <laughs> exactly. Do we not get, uh, or has it happened already? Like a show, I think it might be a WWF show, mm. where Pierre like won in the main event and like the Dusty finished the title. Yeah, might have been in the WWF. Was, it was WWF, I'm sure. Because it is it not? Is it not Diesel? He's up against. Yeah, and they, they... he refuses to do the job cleanly in front of his own crowd. So they had to jerry rig it in a way where he'd be happy but it was one of the many things that the click just latched onto um, during that fun period um, that they were running roughshod over the locker room. What a deep joy. Yeah. Another name coming in. I'm so, oh my, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. You listen to me, Hawk Hogan. I'm going to get you, Hawk Hogan. I see you. I'm going to kill all Kamania. Giant fucking haystacks. Get a shout in the Observer this week. It's... Ho-ho! It, Come on! It's an alien concept. <laughs> I know, right? If I'm you so think excited. about it, Giant Haystacks. Giant the, if haystacks. you know who Giant Haystacks is, you know what we're talking about. If not, imagine uh, <laughs> Big Daddy. You ever, you ever you've seen Big Daddy <laughs> wrestle? Big you ever Daddy? saw Big Daddy wrestling a massive bloke with a beard uh, and they kind of lumbered around... Uh, they belly pushed th- each other. There he is. Uh, but he's not just going to be giant haystacks. No, no, no. Of course, he has to be given a, a British gimmick. And so as somebody who's definitely, definitely Scottish, they call him Loch Ness. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and because, look, like it's one of these things where... If you, Lancashire, Scotland, if you right? Listen, yeah, pretty much. Uh, if you listen to Regal's, if you listen to Regal's podcast, he talks a lot about you know the journeyman style and you know the 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 world of sports style as it's called, and you know he's like it's it's very different from your you know Big Daddy Giant Haystacks. It's like when you're a kid, Big Daddy's a hero, but when you get more into it, you realize you know it, it's Rollable Rocco, it's all these other people that yeah, you really you get excited where by, the, where the power really lies, and and the the thing on top, the big spectacle that you kind of initially came to see, it's still fun to watch, but it's nothing compared to that. So. It's very much an entertainment-based style, the the style that Giant Haystacks is used to working, but the pace of it is severely different <laughs> to American <laughs> wrestling. Yeah, like it, it glacial pace, um, and it, it's it was it was an interesting thing because I mean it's weird. Like Big Daddy Giant Haystacks still have name value. If I walk into any room with somebody you know over a certain age, you just went Big Daddy Giant Haystacks. They know exactly what you were talking about. We had a meeting yesterday. They watch it every I, weekend, like. A- yeah, we had to meet with a financial advisor. Yeah. And and I had to sort of explain what, what do you I do? do. All that Big Daddy. Oh, and they went, I don't watch wrestling, but I remember Big Daddy and Giant here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody does. Is, and I'm like, I want to reassure you, this is a proper job. Like, I have yeah. pay slips and P45s. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm just yeah, I assure I'm, you, I have a I'm pension pot. It, I have all of that. So what's I, going I, I on domestic- here with your bank over the last 10 years, Sam? <laughs> this is why we're not going to give you a mortgage. <laughs> yeah. Here's the reasons why. Um, they asked me um, they, they asked me if I have life insurance, because Alex has life insurance with yeah. her job. And I said, I'm not sure. I'll have to check. So I messaged Adam. I just said, hello, um, everything's fine. I'm just chatting with my financial advisor. Do I have life insurance with you? And he went, no, you don't. So please don't die ever. I was like, okay, <laughs> but I'll try my best. So that's that's the thing else I need to look at. But it was just the whole like having to talk about oh, the job. I'm going, it's it's a normal job, I promise. I have you, bank slips. Are you going to have to do, is it the first time you've had to get life insurance? Yeah. You're gonna to have to do the really awkward thing where you've got to like pop a finger up my bum. Well, you, you've got to well, you've got to do the whole like obviously physical and everything, but you've got to do the whole thing of like uh, you know, you don't want to think about it, but it's time to write a will. Yeah, they mentioned and that to us yesterday like, as well. It's like oh god, yeah, just ooh. wills came up yesterday because we're not because Alex and I aren't legally married. Yeah, the, the, obviously it's a case of you want something written up so in case you your roll of seven yeah then you know alex is how wild can you get though can you be like and i want you to roundhouse kick the priest (laughs) uh while eye of the tiger blares my last will and testament i guess you can just do whatever you want yeah but that's something that we're gonna we're gonna invest in is i think we'll go for a nice dinner that night because that's gonna be a really depressing day oh yeah um so anyway giant haystacks uh (laughs) So he's a the institution in the UK, but will long beyond his prime. Uh, here is what Dave Meltzer says, and I'm going to quote verbatim because it's fucking hilarious. There was talk of bringing in giant haystacks, 6'7", 450-ish, from England as a new giant to feed Hogan. 450's his age, by the way. <laughs> Fuck it, <laughs> That's the, the, 450, did you cut one of his legs off? Um, bad idea, says Dave. The guy has to be in his 50s by now and was immobile 10 years ago. When All Japan brought him back in 1985, he made Baba look like Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> Dave, salty Meltzer. For, for like anybody who can see us, for the patrons that can see the footage, like watching Giant Haystacks wrestle, if you haven't already Googled or seen it, like it's a lot of just stomping with the arms out yeah. and making clubbing motions as you walk forward. <sighs> one, so you walk across the ring once and then you'll get marched backwards, getting hit. And then you'll march forward and it's literally left to right, like tug of war, bouncing into each other until eventually you fall on top of him and you win. The final boss on Sonic 2 in the Death Egg, that's giant haystacks <laughs> offense at speed. Um, I can't wait for haystacks to come in. I remember there was a promo that he cut in world of sport, building up to a big match he had against Big Daddy at Wembley. Yeah. And they sit and uh, and Ken easy, goes, Easy, easy, easy. It'll chant easy. That. And Ken His went, uh, singlet was made out of a couch bag. <laughs> Fuck it was, wasn't it? He looked like he looked like a haystack. And <laughs> Ken and, and, and Ken what went, So, uh, Big Daddy, how are you training for your match against, uh, so Mr. Haystacks, how are you training for your match against Big Daddy? And I remember John Haystacks laid out his strategy. He went, Well, Ken. This morning I weighed in at 39 stone. By the time I get to Wembley to face Big Daddy, I'll be 43 stone. So his strategy was get fatter. <laughs> I suppose if Top you're a, I suppose if you are like a, a oh, this is going to sound horrible. I He's dead and I feel bad. I don't want it to sound as horrible as this is going to sound. Uh, but if you are like a human waterbed, 
he was a human then warhead. then you know you're going to be able to absorb a lot more of the impact ah. so i think it is a valuable strategy but i think with that needs to come rigorous stamina training yes uh <laughs> in order to be able it's kind of like uh like sumo right short burst high power yeah but you've got to have that stamina in case it hangs in there you've got to be able to at least go for five or so minutes because you've got to be able to to move around quickly but mm. with him it was more like i'm just gonna do me bulking and then we'll get round to cutting. <laughs> I'm just bulking. I'll cut the cutting and then I'll carry on bulking. Um, now, the National Association of Television <laughs> Programs... Just cuts a piece of cheese off. I'm doing me cutting! That's it. Cut over. Back to bulk. <laughs> At the National Association of Television Program Executives, the NATP convention... Ric Flair, the giant, the giant's attorney, the nasty boy, he's the road warrior, road warriors, and Brian Pillman all popped over to see Vince McMahon at the WWF stall. They were basically social visits, although Flair apparently expressed some displeasure with the way he was being used in WCW. Oh, surprise, surprise. Mm, surprise, surprise. I don't like how they used me, Vinny. <laughs> Vince McMahon was said to have acted as if he was totally ill at ease with all the WCW guys in the booth. Like, oh, what are you guys doing here? Oh, I'm being all bashful. Five mil a year. Don't tell anybody I told you that. I'm like, come on. I think everybody on this list here, Bring the title. with the exception of the Nasty Boys, will make their way to the WWF in the next year or two anyway. Yeah, so and thank this... God the Nasty Boys didn't. Because <laughs> that, I, I don't think I could handle a... Could you imagine if Nasty Boys got like an LOD 2000 run? Could you imagine... God, the New Age Outlaw is going to Pity City. <laughs> Attitude. In fairness, New Age, New Age Outlaws versus Nasty Boys would be pretty all right, I reckon. Dumpster match. Yeah, if they could just brawl yeah. like fuck, I think that'd be great. It involved Nasty Boys making the New Age Outlaws look good. <laughs> they, they always struggled at that part of the wrestling, <laughs> making the opponents look competent. You don't need to make them look good. You're the one that needs to be the star. I'm the star here, brother, brother, brother. <laughs> Two events took place before Nitro started this week. Uh, Dave Meltzer says the show, oh, sorry, to show just how paranoid every, everything is, at the Nitro event in Canton, which we were about to go through, the fire alarm went off, probably because of the pyrotechnics. People immediately thought it was a dirty trick played by the WWF. <laughs> You hear a lot of... Uh, Do we have to shut down Nitro again? Well, a lot of the ways in which promoters have been known to fuck each other over, mm. um, calling in the fire department tends to be up on the list. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, Christ, you hear it all the time with indie shows where it's like one promoter's pissed off with another promoter. I think Coraluzo did this with ECW, right? Um, he called up because he was running a show same, t same night across the river and it drew barely anybody. But apparently he called up. I think it was Coraluzo anyway. Somebody called up and was like, ECW's got far too many people and no fire wardens and there's nothing on standby and they're overselling the event and they got the thing shut down for like a few hours. It and it's a way to just completely cut the legs out from underneath the show is to get the fire department. So it doesn't surprise me that rumors immediately went, yeah. fucking Vince. We also had a title change before the cameras went on proper. That's bollocks. Absolute bollocks. Inform me. Okay. <laughs> It was taped for main event. For uh, main event? For main event in a couple of days' time. In which the one-man gang lost the WCW United States Championship to Conan. Oh, yeah, he's the title holder. Mm. He? he came out for his one little second holding it publicly and then went to the back, didn't he? Uh, mm. Yeah, I think that's wise because 
you know, fucking Conan. Yeah. He's about to go on the run of his life. He <laughs> is. He went about five minutes in this match. Gang attempted to body slam Conan and hold he was holding onto the ropes. Uh, Conan was holding onto the ropes as the gang tried to pull him. Yeah. And the one-man gang lost his balance. Conan landed on top of him and got the three. That's so how the match ended. Big Daddy finish. Big Daddy finish? <laughs> a bit more agile than a Big Daddy Joan Haystack's finish. But yeah, new champ crowned already. As you say, Conan's about to go on the run of his life yeah. in Dub C-Dub. They, they also, I think, gang got the belt off screen as well. So it doesn't really... It's more like a kind of, ah, it's fine. Well, here's where we are now. Yeah, just of, kind of, like, it, really it doesn't like matter. A, a hard Plus, reset. It goes into the whole like anything can happen if you you know if you're there you might see something crazy, mm, house see show it. or taping or whatever. Like you know, there's a chance that something might happen. Be here all the time for Nitro. I'm, That's it. Everything all the time massively matters, presumably. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Uh, we kick off Nitro proper. Let's go into the show. Hey, Bischoff, Bobby Heenan and Mongo McMichael kicking us off with weasel chances ambiance. Yeah, and Peppy in a fucking vampire outfit in January. I don't get the Mongo. vampire thing. Mongo, what are you doing? Was it was it a case of Pepe had a lot of? And there's like, not a washing. lot of like. There's not a lot of like January things. I guess you know. There's not a lot of January themed things he could do. But no. it's got to have been something better than vampire. Was it like that episode of Simpsons where they run out of clean clothes? So Homer wears the wedding dress. Oh, maybe. So it's like, oh, we've run out of clean Pepe clothes. was of actually Pepe. in a nice little sailor outfit, and then he vomited on it. And there's, oh, get the cape on him. <laughs> Quick, get the cape. He can, he, get, get, get the dry wipe cape. He can be a vampire again this week. Uh, tonight, Savage versus Giant for the WCW World Championship is our main event. We have the Road Warriors getting it on. We have Medusa and Sherry in action. Yes. In a women's match. And Ric Flair versus Hulk Hogan, which is right now. Opening the show. Opening the show. Which, it's Flair and Hogan. Way to fucking start. Do you know what? Banging start. Yeah, and it's Banging uh, start. It's not even that bad a match. It's a, it's a pretty solid outing from both of them until the end. But it's, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's all right. Uh, I believe Raw had Shawn Michaels coming out first. Ah, who cares about him? <laughs> what a way to start <laughs> Nitro, though. Flair and Hogan. Now, Flair has Jimmy Hart with him. 
uh, as he's corner man. Yeah. Hogan has ladies with him. So well, this is their new thing. They just come out with a, a harem of ladies. Yeah, so uh, we've had Jimmy Hart have to awkwardly explain to everybody why he's in like seven stables and why he's also able to manage Flair. So that's just confusing anyway. But uh, yeah, then it was Macho first last week, right? They, they had uh, ladies and then out comes Elizabeth. And then uh, this week it's Hogan with the ladies. Yes. So Hogan's out there with woman, Nancy Sullivan. Deborah Marshall yeah. is out. Deborah McMichael at this point, rather. Deborah, well, I think she was married at this point. Deborah's out there. There was another lady who I didn't recognize. Apologies if that's you. Uh, <laughs> I didn't recognize you. And then getting her own entrance, Miss Elizabeth. Followed by Hogan coming out, just and being like, Hogan. oh, I've got your last Randy. She <laughs> proper loves us. She was mine before She's she was She's a big fan yours. of the Python, if you know what I mean, Randy. Now, thankfully, they do kind of correct this a little later on, but I was livid at this point. Right? Right. I was just like, for fuck's sake. Why is Elizabeth coming out with Savage? Yeah. That's the relationship. Hogan's kind of adopted this sort of pseudo parasocial relationship that I'm also married to Miss Elizabeth. Hogan's their child. <laughs> It's a... At this point, it's like it's the only reason he can be constantly like tugging on Randy's sleeve and be like, <laughs> I thought it was just like a three way relationship. What are they called when three people are happy together or multiple people are happy together? Pansexual relationship. I thought it was like a pansexual relationship with it's Hogan Savage and Liz. Relationship. Might be an open relationship. I thought it was called a pansexual relationship these uh, days. No. Apologies if I've got that wrong. No disrespect and no offence meant. I'm an old man doing my best to figure out the new world. He just needs his bitter. I'm trying just my needs best. a pint of bitter in the newspaper. I'm trying my best. It's all TikToks <laughs> these days. Um, it does make sense that Savage comes out with Liz, but we'll fix that later. That's fine. Hogan comes out with all the ladies. Hulkamaniacs everywhere you look, says Bischoff. Do you know what? crowd cheering for Hogan yeah it's uh it's quite a rare one yeah but, uh, they're liking him in Canton Canton yeah starved of attention mm. uh starved of the Hogan and uh they, they're reacting in a way that is beneficial for once in recent months Thank for WCW yeah they very rarely do that they very uh, rarely can we talk more. real quick about one thing though because I, I can't course. remember if we've talked about it before yet or not oh, of course uh, what the fuck is sticking out of Ric Flair's back <laughs> Is there's it, like is a goiter <laughs> no there's like a fucking huge like golf ball size like baseball sized lump on his back and i was like you're right oh. it looks like i don't know like something's poking out it's weird oh. and like the amount of times he lands on it he clearly it can't be painful because like he's like I'd, it, it was like this it's huge oh. it's just like sticking out of his back it was like man are you all right is it like a, a pop disc what is it is it a hernia like <laughs> he needs a pack immediately. <laughs> Not too many though. Uh, I, I, yeah, it was. I was kind of just like, "Whoa, you all right, bud? Ooh. If you just like knocked your back or something, that really doesn't look nice." Chances are, he could have knocked his back, and then fluid would have built up in yeah. there. You want to, you want to go to Doctor Pimple Popper and give that a bit of a squeeze? Oh, I can't watch that show, man. You know, nah. Alex loves it. I it's, can't. It's, it's evening it's, going it's to like, bed viewing. I can, I could pop my own spots, but I, I can't watch other people pop them, man. I don't know what it is. It just, it makes me a bit like, <laughs> Alex says because it's cleaning and like, it's, it's like, it, it's the act of oh, cleaning yeah, yeah. out something and, and something being fresh. Mm. That's why she likes it. But it did nothing but attract me to the attention that your pores are just filthy all the time. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, there's just bacteria all over my skin, just mated. Just, yeah. <sighs> Give that one a spot, that spot on your back <laughs> a pop. 
Um, he likes to... Sp- okay, so Hogan starts off and Hogan's just dominant at the beginning. Flair's trying to lock up and Hogan's just shoving him down, pushing him away. He likes to spend that money and court those women. That's why Hogan has the advantage here. He has those four women cornered, says Mongo, which sounds more intimidating than it was meant to. (laughs) He meant to take women in his corner because he has those four women cornered. Yeah, the idea idea is that he's trying to use Ric Flair's nature against him. Yeah. Uh, And and Ric Flair will, of course, get distracted because there's this female valets on the outside. And there is some psychology there, as dated as it may be. (laughs) because <laughs> yes. if i'm if because if i'm going into a meeting about uh my milk deliveries i will dress as the milkman <laughs> <laughs> that will show him <laughs> oh i got a gold top what are you doing oh no <laughs> bamboozled me Hogan overpowers Flair until Flair gives him an eye poke. Brackets, I wrote this before it happened. (laughs) (laughs) Which I did. I wrote in my notes, Hogan overpowers Flair until Flair gives him an eye poke. And lo and behold, it fucking happened. Predictable. WCW 96. In their defense, Hogan did immediately get back into it. He kind of deflected the eye poke very quickly. But then Flair gave him a chop block. It was an inroad to take over as we go to break. Hogan's back on the charge soon after the commercial's finished. He throws Flair over the top rope. He even sends Jimmy Hart packing by smashing him into the guardrail. Hart will get his revenge, though, because Flair at one point hoys Hogan out of the ring and Jimmy's there choking him. Like, yeah, yeah I made you, baby. Uh, Flair slaps the figure four on Hogan. The crowd are willing Holster into the fight. I'm sure they were booing a few minutes ago. I don't know whether they're just a bit split on whether they like Hogan or not. It might be a bit of a divide, but I largely you can't really argue with much of the early going in this one because it's, you know, as with many Hogan matches that we've seen, it's, it's a greatest hit stop, but like... Flair's actually getting something out of him, which is quite nice. Mm. Uh, and it, it's a bit more sort of, you know, wild. Flair's going up and over the ropes. And he's, you know, it's it just felt a little bit more like a bit of that classic lightning. Just for a split second here and there. Not great, obviously. Nothing to write home about. But like, I don't know, like the, the interaction between them seemed to just be good. And then mm. it just devolves, doesn't it? Uh, one final flurry from Flair leads to Hulk hulking up. Hogan drops the leg, but Jimmy distracts the referee to stop it happening. And here comes Arn Anderson attempting a run-in, and he gets knocked down immediately. Yeah. Don't worry, though. He's got a plan B. <laughs> manhandling Liz. So Jimmy Hart manhandles yeah. Liz, grabs her. Here's Arn, who takes the shoe off of Liz's foot. Just gives it a huge sniff. Kinky bastard. <laughs> and then he hands the shoe to Flair, and Flair pokes the shoe heel first into Hogan's eye. Yes. And then gets the pin on Hogan. While cleverly throwing the shoe away. Obviously. Not that we would have noticed that, because from this point, the camera does not return to Flair. That, and we can see the fact that he's hit him with the flat part of the inside of the shoe, but <laughs> let's just crack on. And commentary are even like, he, he definitely hit him with the heels. I don't know, he caught him with... The- <laughs> <laughs> Bischoff's just like, with the heel... He hit him with the heel. He hit him with the heel. Is he blind? <laughs> well, he might be because he rolls out of the ring. Savage runs out. Liz is there consoling Hogan, who's holding his eye. And they stay on Hogan for ages until eventually Hogan moves his hand and there's blood all around his eye. He's been blinded. It's interesting that that was your takeaway because what I heard was Randy Savage coming down climbing on top of Hogan, looking like he's consoling him, but he goes, so you get for fucking with Liz. And then there's all these like <laughs> micro punches. Ooh. 
And it's definitely not Randy Cut and Open Hogan. Uh, it's just all these micro punches that move so fast it looks like his hand's still. <laughs> and then when he lifts up, he's just like, yeah, don't ever fuck with me again. <laughs> don't fuck uh, my and ex-wife. then Hogan's like, ah, I've got no friend on a bleedy face. <laughs> so he was crying. Yeah. Not bloody, just crying. He was crying blood. Red yeah. tears. Yeah, it was an omen. <laughs> <laughs> At the same time, on the on the 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 Southern Cross rotated uh, to the inverted on the you know the skies of Australia. I like your version of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the obs- a glowing red meteor came into Earth's atmosphere, <laughs> and as it did, Bischoff went, "We gotta go to break." <laughs> Uh, the Wrestling Observer this week writes, we heard a report that Ric Flair is getting a bonus or a small raise besides being put over to keep him from leaving. The timing of this, given the environment, is just about perfect for the wrestlers after it's, after it's become a market where wrestlers have very little leverage for a long time. In both companies, because of the war and a fear that a key guy will jump, wrestlers have more power to call their shots or complain about doing jobs than in a long time. So yeah. Flair winning here... So this is it now. The problem is, like, if you give everybody creative control, nobody's got creative control. Because, like, Flair is like, okay, I want to make sure I look strong. And not if I lose or win, I want to look strong. And they go, okay, sure. Then you and the home's like, but wait, brother, I want to look strong. And then, then you get I look the strong. favored nations clauses that come in where it's I am the most highly paid person, no matter what, all this shit. Um, it, it's essentially like it, it shows how weak you are, I feel, as a promotion. Uh, and you know, you, it, it's there are there are times where you you have to cave and you have to give people things, but it does start to feel like anything you want is catered for. Mm-hmm. So you just go in there with a complaint and go, I'm going to leave unless I get, uh, you know, five million more dollars a year, two runs with the belt in the next five years and a Sherman tank. <laughs> like you would get it. So I think from there, it, it just becomes a race to, well, who can get the most out of them. And then once somebody pushes them for that favored nations clause, then it's, well, I want it. Yeah. And then it just, well, I want to go over. Well, I don't agree. I've got creative control. So well, so does he and you're facing him. Uh, and so do I. Technically, I'm the only one that should have the creative control as producer. But no, we're, we're in this loop. And then we're going to add somebody to the mix that's going to sort everything out. Oh, Vinnie Rue. But we'll get there later. Poles, mate. Poles. They're fucking everything. (laughs) They are everything. The boy who cried pole match. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we'll get out of journey down the road. But yeah, this is the beginning of a real snowball of like everybody getting too much all the time. It's the start. It's like the first domino. Mm. And it's getting just wibblier and wibblier. And it's about to drop. Tag team match next. New packaging for Meng and the Barbarian as the faces of fear. The faces of fear. Tongan soldiers this time. I quite like them. I quite like the look. I like the Yeah, the it's a lot better than Spider Meng. Yeah. Uh, Spider Meng was very confusing with the golden spike for his sins. Yeah, it was uh, I don't know. Like it, it just works, doesn't it? You got two brawlers, brutes, works well together. You know, you know you're in for a pretty good match whenever you see them. Like they're just gonna fuck shit up. Mm. Exactly. It's kind of the type of tactic. It's like War Machine. I loved War Machine because it was like, it doesn't matter who they're facing, shit's going to get crazy. Yeah. So it's, I think when you've got teams that are that easy to just kind of set up, provided you've got somewhere for them to go, which faces of fear don't exactly have the, the best uh, look in that regard. But, you know, I, it's one of those things where I think it, it's a hell of a lot better than just having them sat solo doing fuck all in the yeah. Dungeon of Doom. Like, because they're good. Tunnel of, tunnel of anger or tunnel whatever. Tunnel of love. <laughs> 
Tunnel, <laughs> tunnel of Doom. Tunnel of Doom. As they tunnel really of Doom. Uh, they are in the path, the face of fear of Hawk and Animal, the returning road warriors. Bischoff is on comms as the warriors come out and says, they're here where the big boys play and where everybody else wishes they could be. Forget about it, Vince. <laughs> and then we got warriors, you prick. What are you gonna do about it? And then Heenan goes, the Legion of Doom. Yeah, yeah. And then Bischoff goes, yeah, the Road Warriors. <laughs> Heenan, and then the crowd are just chanting the Legion of Doom. The crowd are just chanting. It's so Lod, Lod, yeah. Lod. <laughs> Did I ever tell you one of my first wrestling shows that I went to as a youngster? Yeah, I was at the Perdiswell Leisure Centre right. in Worcester. Okay. And and this is because I'm old. It was at the time of it was the height of the the tribute wrestler. Oh man, I wish I'd seen some oh, of those shows. I want to write a documentary about it because uh, it was a fascinating time for wrestling. Yeah. Where like a lot of people got over because they just pretended to be like The Rock and Steve yeah. Austin and Kane and Undertaker and X Pac. Mm. And this show advertised. It didn't have a picture, but it advertised the LOD. <laughs> so we knew what that meant. The Legion of Doom. Legion of Doom's gonna be Undertaker's gonna be there. Legion of Doom's gonna be there. Spider Man's gonna be there. At my local church oh, hall. Fucking, fucking hell. But as well, Leisure Centre. Go for a swim after. Fuck me. Um, so Spider Man's in the opening match. So that's great. And I'm sure Marvel yep. are fine with it. Um, the UK Undertaker's there. And the guy doing the announcing is this old boy, but he's from London. Mm-hmm. So like he'll give it all. Please welcome the Undertaker. And then when the Undertaker's getting beaten up by the bandy, I think there's a guy called. I think it's a guy. Now there's a guy on the northeast circuit called Dean Knight. But yes. There was another guy in the West Midlands at the time called Dean Knight, yeah. and I think it was him beating up the Undertaker. And on the mic over the loudspeaker, the announcer was going. Come on, everybody! We've got to help him! Let's hear you chanting for the Undertaker! It's like, oh, this is annoying. Halfway through the show, he said, we are going to be back next month at the Leisure Centre, and we're going to have a cage match! It's going to be hell in the cell! And and I'm only a young man, and I'm going, hell in the cell is a very different match, not a cage match. (laughs) Anyway, here comes the feature attraction before the Battle Royal at the end, obviously, because every show ends with a Battle Royal. Um, the one guy comes out and I go, oh, okay, it's, it, maybe his tag team partner's coming out next. Please welcome his opponent, the LOD! It's one guy. <laughs> yes, it's one guy. Did he have the spikes? Yep, he had the spikes, he had the, the face <laughs> paint. Enough, he was a fan the LOD! <laughs> Came out to what a rush. Won oh, the match with a rock bottom. <laughs> It's proper, that, yeah, proper partridge. Like I've Love pierced it. a fan on Miss Bag. Like, <laughs> fucking, I, I, the whole tribute act era, man. Great. It just seems wild. Like fake Kane, and you'd see like a poster, and it was just this like super thin dude in like a mask <laughs> and a wig with like, no suit. muscle definition, and yeah, and, like a, a full body morph suit, and like just Jesus. There's. Rinky Dink Wrestling will never die. Rinky Dink Wrestling's like my favorite because it goes one of two ways. Uh, but it's always a good night. Oh, but like, I would kill for, for more tribute wrestling to happen. I really I want... I think it'd be one of the more punk rock things you could do right now with how tight restrictions on all this shit is and you wouldn't be able to have a proper promotion in any regard. You'd just have to do it as and when. But I think it would be fucking hilarious. Imagine, right, and this is why I won't be allowed to book a show. Imagine a UK company that was established mm. and they announced and there was these, these videos started appearing on their channels. 
like you know the like the forget the the forget the future of wrestling the yeah. past the lineage the legacy of wrestling the classic tradition of wrestling is returning the traditions of uk wrestling are coming to take back what's theirs and it's all this hype of like the the original the icons of the legends of uk wrestling are coming back and then out comes uk rock uk undertaker uk steve austin that's a fucking to, that's a faction and a half yes. man. that's a fucking faction and a half fucking uk I would, tribute i would pay easily 20 quid to see that yeah. if you brought them out at north and oh, you represented a fucking, this. a fucking stable if you had a fucking stable of tribute wrestlers <sighs> from back in the day wrestling actual modern talent i would fucking die i would be the happiest man alive and they're all cunty heels and they're I, all cunty heels I, I, i'm weird so i'm probably not everybody most people would just roll their eyes and go what the fuck but to me that is gold great, I, I need to see that it's like my one of my dreams if i was ever rich enough to the point where it was like oh, i've got money to fuck about with a little promotion <laughs> um i wanted to start a promotion that was all set in the 90s Nice. basically where you'd shoot on old camera equipment and you'd shoot you'd make it look as shit and as 90s as possible you'd release everything on vhs you'd do it like just it, the most roundabout bullshit way but everybody'd have like a shitty 90s gimmick everybody it, it, i just want to recapture some of that terrible new gen era I, I just think it's beautiful. Like I love all of the old cameras the and the, the blurriness and the shittiness of it, and I love it. I think there's time. I think I think there's room for it. But I think I I I wouldn't know what to do whether to uh like just pretend it was this weird nineties time bubble, or whether to actually just pretend when you walk in that room that it's the fucking nineties. Everybody has to turn up in their best nineties clothes. I think just go all night. Everybody 90s. bring signs. Yeah, let's make it as nineties as possible. I think when they walk through the door, it's like it's like secret cinema. Yeah, like you walk through the door, you are in the nineties. Yeah, have a like, Sega Dreamcast set up or something like yeah. in, on one of those stands. <laughs> Banks is bitters, one pound a pint. You've got Spice Girls playing over the speakers, and you've got the. The candy cigarettes as well. Candy cigarettes. Yeah. You know, one match ends because the wrestler throws a banger in the ring. Yeah. And it distracts them and they get rolled up. <laughs> you know, Tamagotchi on a pole match. I think just really getting in some really established touring names, uh, but giving them entirely but different gimmicks. 90s aesthetics. And yeah, or like if it's a big name, then yeah, it's like it's 90s aesthetics. So like oh. the, the gear can't be too nice. The gear's all got to be kind of shit spandex with stuff stitched into it. Like, it would be more of a labor of love than anything else, and you'd maybe be able to run a show every six months. But I just mm. think the idea of having everything on those, like, even if you were to go 80s, man, like, that light trails on the cameras and stuff as you're moving around, like, all that shit. I, I give it some block logo. Just do, like, make it just proper old. And uh, then release it in a way where it's like, hey, it's a long-lost promotion. Yeah. That never happened. And do it like Porcupine Tree did, where it was like, hey, we found this tape. Oh, lol, it was us all along, but it sounds like it's from the 70s, doesn't it? <laughs> I like that shit. Yeah. I think, I could, I could, I can think of, I could probably get a roster together for that. I, would, I can think of enough people who'd I be think like, it'd yeah, be, I mean. I, it'd be just awesome to do like a full-blown 90s throwback thing and present it as if it was just this long-lost, long-forgotten fed that nobody'd ever heard of. Yeah. And write like a new history for it. It's all these wrestlers like granddads. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Who are yeah. wrestlers. Oh, that's Howard Drake's granddad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's Shreddy's granddad. Yeah. When he was a younger man. That's just... Oh! Do not threaten us with a good time. Do not give us money. Just think about the bike shorts, bright colors, man. 
I think it'd be good. I think it'd be brilliant. I think the world needs proper escapism. You yeah. know how to take your phone in. No, you, you, to, you, get, you get one of the phone bags, so you're not allowed. You've <laughs> yeah. got it on you, so if you get an emergency notification or whatever, but you're, you're not using it. Yeah. If you want to tape the fucking show, I'll leave camcorders at the back for you fuckers. Disposable to, cameras as they walk disposable in. Disposable cameras. You can I'll take leave, a disposable camera. Yeah, I'll leave fucking camcorders by the door for you to turn your tapes in, and we'll make an official fan edit to some oh. terrible, some terrible like early 90s machine head or something. We'll just make it as 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 like, you know, counterfeit as possible I, I think it'd be great i think we'd get people in if we just did 90s prices on the drinks yeah i think we'd have a hard would time be... going to a venue going yeah so you see your five pound uh estrella there yeah can you swap that out for uh skull cans of skull uh pound each <laughs> if we buy them outright <laughs> at a time and yeah. we just say i think we sell them as if we sell i think if we went to a venue and we sold them the dream yeah i think they'd be on board i think if we sold them I, the dream, i would have a blast like it's one of the only things I think that would make me return to wrestling production is if I got to do that. I have no interest in running a wrestling promotion month to month. I see a lot of people do that, and a lot of, a lot of it is really wanky. This is no. For I, would, I would do it more. This like, sounds fun. Yeah, though. more like South uh, Southport, where you'd have maybe yeah. like you know a show every few months. And then one big show at the end of the year in a slightly bigger venue <laughs> and, you know, have it all done up with the shitty old like 90s flags and stuff like the, you know, the WWF one and that, like that, but with whatever the branding oh. is. I just, yeah, I, Social I miss, I miss the nineties and have it sponsored by loads of stuff that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> you know, like brought to you by the super soaker X five. Brought to you by Opal like fruits. That. Yeah. Oh man. I just, yeah, what are they going to, what are Opal Fruits going to do? Complain? Yeah. Yeah. Let them. No. <laughs> Fuck them. Uh, back to wrestling, actually from the 90s. Yes. The Wrestling Observer this week writes that the Road Warriors WCW deal is rather interesting because they can work anywhere they want to uh, as independent wrestlers anywhere in the world except the WWF. Mm. So they can they can go and do stuff in Japan, they can go do stuff in Mexico, uh, which they can't go to I think WWF. there were a few deals that we've seen like that through. Not the loads, but there was a few. Vader had one, I think, mm. uh, initially in like was it like ninety three ish with yeah. Vader, where he was able to kind of come and go and do what he pleased as long as he made all of his US dates exclusive to them. Yeah, that that seems about right. Mm. Uh, we get a quick trail for Super Brawl and the promise of double cage action on February the 11th. Not a long away, that one. Um, the Observer Ooh. says that looking further ahead to Uncensored in March, they're bringing in a triple cage. So we're getting double cage at Starcade. Uh, double cage in Feb and then triple Tower of Doom in March. Was the triple Tower of Doom this early? Apparently. So this, it might change. Because I'm change. sure, yeah, we we get because obviously we get the the ready to rumble cage, but uh, yeah, I was going to say there's there's a one that's more direct, right? And you've got to start at the top and work your way down. I thought you started at the bottom, which way up? Well, you start at the bottom, and work your way up. But yeah, it, that one's like you've just got wrestlers kind of sat waiting in their little chamber. Oh no, that was uncensored, naive. Oh, was that? Mm. That was the that was Hogan and Savage versus the. Oh no, maybe maybe that's coming up. The Alliance to End Hulkamania. The Alliance to End Hulkamania is still kind of bubbling away, but not. Find out. But Holy I, yeah, I, I remember the, the, whatever match it is, if it is the one I'm thinking of, the, the, that Triple Cage one, there's a lot of just waiting. So you'll kind of, you'll follow the action through TV, but I think being there live, you would have just seen a load of wrestlers <gasps> being like, we are getting that one. Oh, yes. oh, 
We are getting the wanky, so, like, doomsday cave, It's match. like, is it Game of Death by uh, like the Bruce Lee film where he's kind of got to make his way through the complex? Yes, it's that. So it's that, but a wrestling match. So you've, he's got to, you know, you get into a room, you fight, and then you progress to the next room. <laughs> uh, and you've got to go up and up and up and up and up. Uh, and the whole spectacle is hard to watch. If you imagine, like, three Helena cells stacked on top of each other, uh, and you've got to kind of look through all of it. And also, it's <laughs> off to the side of the arena. Yeah, in a it's dark corner. It's not even corner, in the center. In a dark corner. It's just there, and they didn't think to light it enough. And it, it's, or at least they they will have thought to have lit it like lit it enough. But you know, there's only so much lighting you can hang. Ah, uh, <laughs> oh, it's so it's excited, so excited. It's like the game Gauntlet. Oh, Gauntlet's such a banger, man. Where you have to open different doors yes. and all the baddies yeah. come through. It's like Gauntlet in yeah, wrestling. It was like procedural as well, right? Or, Very. Yeah. My mum was brilliant on Gauntlet. I used to love playing yeah, multiplayer because you could uh, you could kind of pick the class you wanted to be and then go from there. But the arcade machine's still awesome. Anyway, on commentary, Road Warriors and Face of Fear are just getting underway, and Eric Bischoff says the following line. In case you've just joined us, Ric Flair has defeated, you heard me right, defeated Hulk Hogan, and as a result has become one of the elite in this sport. Fuck all the way off! Look. Look. Why is that? I, I'm as shocked as you are, but the fucking 12-time world Look, champions beat Hogan. Rick's anus is getting a little dry, okay? <laughs> if it's not properly kissed, he might take it elsewhere. He might take it to New York to have it kissed, right? You want that happening? So so no. is, is that why they're bigging up the fact that he beat Hogan as like I a feel, big deal? I, I feel like, you know, the, well, I mean, he's beat Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan, again, probably, But they you know, said it like at he the time, found a cure for probably world the hunger. wrestler still. So I, it's one of those things where if you didn't know much about Flair, even though they spend the whole match going, he's a 12-time world champion. Um, if you didn't know much about him after that, it's still like, well, he beat Hogan. And yeah, by a shitty means, but he beat Hogan. Mm. Uh, but even then, it does feel more like kind of, ooh, closer to the hole, Rick. Mm. Like, as you say, and as Dave says in The Observer, like they're keen to yeah, butter him. him up. Anyway, to the match. Animals dominated early until he lands a power slam and an elbow drop before tagging Hawk. Yeah, Animals mullet is fucking gold standard, by the way. It's very nice. It is gold. They're already pushing the fact that Animal has uh, an injured back. Yeah, or a so back that's been surgically repaired. That we've had when they were first mentioned, uh, when they were first teased a good few weeks ago now. Uh, it was just like, oh, his back's all like messed up and you're not going to be good to go. And then we had the promo with them when they popped up at the show and he was like, my back's fine and all this shit. Right. Uh, but they, they've kind of dropped it in mm. once or twice so far. Meng hits a pile driver on Hawk and Hawk. Boop. People say today's wrestling's a bit uh, a bit too fucking wild. But yeah, sit down, pile driver, straight back up. After getting slapped around, uh, he just kind of takes it, takes it, takes it, takes it, stands up and goes, no, no, no. It's a weird thing that Hawk has where <laughs> yeah. like pile driver somehow replenishes health. It's like yeah. a glitch in a game. Yeah, it's like it just it just sends a spark through his body. And he's <laughs> like, oh, I'm up. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go now. My spine is broken, it's but I'm time. ready to go. <laughs> 
Bischoff had the gall to talk up the new exciting talent that WCW has shown off whilst Road Warriors fought Haku and Barbarian just a few minutes after Ric Flair faced Hulk Hogan. <laughs> yeah. They have got exciting new talent. Yeah. But that's a line you could have saved for like a Guerrero Benoit match. Yeah. And, and I think that this is a show that doesn't really have any of that going on. So no, no, they, no. they just want to slot it in there. But it, it could have been a better moment. Hawk gets beaten down by the face of fear. And then Animal does. Like they work over his previously injured back. I was really surprised to see the Road Warriors getting such a shoeing. Yeah, I um, I thought the match was a bit shit. Yeah. I thought it, it, it worked well because it's chaotic. It worked well with their style for both teams because mm. both teams are known for being brawlers. But if if I would write off and forgive the first three quarters of the match, that final quarter, it, it just needs rewriting completely. It, it's not clean at all. It, it's just a mess. What are you talking about, mate? Because uh, <laughs> Animal... Uh, is standing up as, as um, I think, but Haku's going to the top for a diving shoulder block. Yeah. And Animal takes a forward bump from a yeah. shoulder block. Yeah. And then Haku. After like a, a split seconds awkward sort of pause, and it's like, oh. And then Haku goes, Mon, you cunt, we're doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> Back on top he goes. And this time as he comes off, Animal hits a short clothesline. Yeah. I wonder whether, like, because normally, like, LOD slash Road Warriors, they've had a bit of a rep yeah. for, for, you know, giving it some socks and, you know, being taking a few liberties in there with a few, a few folk and squashing people. But then I guess Haku and the Barbarian on the other side, Yang, yeah. Yang, Wu-Tang ain't nothing to fuck with. To be honest, though, it's probably the, the type of match they would have wanted. Like, you know, the, 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 the type of opponent they would have wanted for sure because it's just hard hit. Stiff. Like, you can really lay it in. All of these parties will be more than happy to kind of get stiff. So I, I think it's... Uh, Good choice, but maybe not so good in execution. Hawk goes. Hawk gets the hot tag, and he goes rampant on the faces of fear. However, they shut him down again. They counter the doomsday device. Yeah. What? Yeah. And they hit a pile driver on, and Barbarian hits a pile driver on Animal. And then we have the most dramatic and exciting finish. <laughs> Barbarian spends about 19 hours setting up for another pile driver. Yep. As Hawk climbs to the top rope. And then just when he feels ready to do so, Hawk jumps off the top with a clothesline <laughs> and scrapes a three count. <laughs> like, wow. Fucking they, Road Warriors. Road Warriors are back. <laughs> yeah. I get, you know, they, they try and do a whole oh, thing with, with animals rush. with animals' spine. You know, and they still after the match, it's like, oh, well, uh, Sting, Luger, we're coming for your titles. Oh, what a rush. Um, you get all that still, but it's. I think they were trying to sell the fact, you know, his back's fucked. It's got to be a real element of drama for the storyline or whatever. But I that's no excuse for the match kind of ending in such a cluster of a situation where he wins on a clothesline. Like, I thought you'd get him back up and hit the doomsday device. Tell you what I'd have done here. Um, and it's a bit of a throwback to an old NXT thing. Yeah. Um, I think it was it was Baron Corbin when he was in NXT. Right. And I think it was Bull Dempsey. Right. And I think it was those two. And they did a thing where Baron would, would walk out and he'd mm -hmm. beat a jobber as quick as he could. Even the crowd would count along. Yeah. And then as soon as he did that, Bull Dempsey would come out for his match and then the crowd would count along with that. Yeah. See, like, who beats the their jobber the quickest. <laughs> I'd quite like that. Yeah, something of that ilk. Face of fear come out to face, I don't know, 
what they call border patrol, like yeah. that really wanky little team that we've somehow sometimes <laughs> mentioned. Sorry, lads. And a face of fear just clatter them. Yeah. And then they head back and then we go, Oh, what a rush. Oh, it's the Road Warriors. And they're out for their match against these fucking hammeneggers, <laughs> <laughs> hammeneg type folk. And uh, they just batter their jobbers. Yeah. And they go, there you go, that's how you do it. Big stopwatch. Yeah, I yeah. would have just liked to have Countdown. seen them more dominant in their first night back. And it's, I know they're telling the story of it's, animals back. I understand, I get that. It's the fucking LOD though, man. Like that's the, the, whole, the whole point is, is get in there, smash. Yeah. Like that's what I want to see the LOD do. That's all I've ever wanted to see the LOD all do have, is I'm, dominate. Like get in there and the, the way that they work together as a team, there's a lot of apology throughout I feel from commentary where it's 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 not meant to be apology but it feels like it because they they spend so much time going like uh you know our ring rust oh, it doesn't it doesn't seem mm. to be that rusty to me oh, there's a bit of ring rust and they kept saying shit like that and it was like I get it and it's like you know they've not been a team for a while but still and it's like I know but come on like they're the LOD if they're not coming out and working seamlessly together immediately despite an injury you can still do the injury with them doing their shit like I don't think you put them up against these two if you want in the face of fear to do something down the, lo- the road no. I think you give them to somebody else give them American males or something uh, and just let them dominate because could you imagine Scotty Riggs and, and Marcus Bagwell selling for Legion of Doom or Tommy Dreamer or Tommy Dreamer. Yeah, that as could we, have been as, a possibility. As we discovered this week, which is very exciting. <laughs> Tom American males. Paul, Paul Heyman, uh, in an interview, dropped the bombshell that Tommy Dreamer uh, was wanted by WCW to be an American male. That's... He's, he's got... Dreamer nearly killed him at Mania 17. <laughs> What's he going to do for this? <laughs> That's... How do you... Tommy Dreamer, nearly an American male. Could you imagine, though? Like, his look at the time was perfect for it. Like, yeah. He was kind of that He'd blue chipper, in. super muscular, very similar sort of gear. I see why they'd just take one look at him and go, American male. Mm. But kind of got to be happy in a way it didn't because Dreamer is integral <laughs> to uh, to ECW uh, and, and the central storylines there. But what a world it could have been. Tommy Dreamer, male stripper. Tommy Dreamer, Marcus Bagos, Scotty Riggs, Trios champions. Run for cover. (laughs) (laughs) Just run for cover because Tommy Dreamer's going to fuck your mother. Um, (laughs) (laughs) This is the 2001 comeback of the American Males now, is it? Slightly edgier. Yeah! They're now a new metal rap group. Back to fuck your mother. (laughs) Um... (laughs) Me, gonna fuck your birthday. All the mothers are getting fucked tonight by Tommy Dreamer. Um, B Gene is in the ring because he doesn't live on the ramp anymore. He's moved. (laughs) He's with the Taskmaster Hugh Morris and Taskmaster's well crossed. Nonsense! Fucking achieve zero (laughs) promo. This. How dare you? We had a deal. We had a deal, Anderson, uh, with the four horsemen, and the four horsemen aren't very good with the deal. And you fucking trusted the dirtiest players in the game. Mm-hmm. If anything, the Dungeon of Doom is looking rather stupid right now, Solly. It's looking because <laughs> before they looked really yeah. fucking sensible. You look like you didn't have yes, hot, no. you didn't have hot water. You had a guy that could say yes and no. You got the son of Andre the Giant. You got King Curtis going ha! whenever you need it. I love the idea. <laughs> 
And you've got like the Taskmaster who looks like somebody drawing Hulk Hogan from memory. You've got, you've got the Zodiac. <laughs> you've got fucking Golden Spike Arc Meng. <laughs> you've got the giant. You've got fucking shark, shark, nang, 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 barbarian. Nang, nang. Barbarian. You've got Kamala. Whoa! And there's Taskmaster going, you made us look fucking stupid. And then Jimmy Hart. <laughs> Jimmy Hart just in the middle of it. <laughs> running around like he's a fucking child. It's I, I would love to see uh like a, a, an animated show that is just the Dungeon of Doom. Oh! But if if like all of their just day-to-day life. So like they have like have you ever played any of the Yakuza games? I think we've had yeah, this conversation before. Yeah. Like you know how the each family has their own office, but the office is usually just a bunch of lads sitting around until there's something to do, smoking cigarettes and just chatting bollocks. I would love to see just them when they get home off the road, animated show, they're back in their office and they're just sitting around. You've just got Sullivan, all of these characters, Ed Leslie, like all in gimmicks still, uh, and King Curtis. And you've got all of, they're just sitting around. It's like they're trying to decide what they want from like, you know, Deliveroo later. <laughs> and it's just this big, long, drawn out thing. I, I want to see that. I want to see, like, why didn't you make that part of my Saturday morning lineup, Cartoon Network? This is bullshit. That's amazing. Just, you know, this week they're picking drapes. Could you imagine the Dungeon of Doom picking drapes and you've got you've got fucking Zodiac there going, yes, no, yes, no. Like, there's so many things you could have done. And instead, you just make wrestling. They send Pathetic. They send Sullivan. They send, they send uh, Sullivan to the shops. They go, now, bring Sullivan, my son! Bring me three large eggs and two small oranges. Yes, I will, Father. Thank you, Father. And then, why he's Irish? And then, thank you, Father. And then he, oh, thank you, Father. And then he sends Zodiac out to get it because he can't be asked. Yeah. And then it all ends up in this big farcical Faulty Towers esque ending. <laughs> I oh yeah, who's the Manuel of the group? Oh, it would be um, <laughs> Kamala. I know nothing. <laughs> Long suffering doesn't want to be involved with anything. Just... Oh, no, actually, no. Kamala would be like you'd think he was just like this. You'd think he's an ignorant savage, yeah. but uh, every so often, like he just spout a pearl of wisdom out yeah. of the corner. <laughs> I do believe that he told you to get three large Imagine, eggs. Yeah, he's just super well spoken. He's just constantly dealing with all of the finances. Singer, Kamala. I had no he's, idea. He had a, he's released like multiple jazz albums. That's awesome. Before he died, yeah, he's a very like a, like a very astute gentleman, and yeah, I like I, the idea of playing that up. As I saw Kamala. his novels in my uh, his novel his uh, autobiographies in my uh, Amazon wish list. Because I, mm. I saw it just when I was milling around, I was like, Kamala Speaks. And I was like, I need to get a copy of that because I think he's going to have a really interesting story. Yeah, so, I think so. Yeah. They do. Now, Sullivan, my son, the, the landlord's coming around later. Um, he, he'll be wearing a blue shirt. But then someone else knocks on the door and they're wearing a blue shirt, but it's a burglar. Look, and he's like, oh, you must be the landlord. Come on in. Just, and he just steals shit from the house. I've just re- it's just Aqua Teen Hunger Force, but with the this Legion is, of Doom. This is Aqua Teen Hunger Force when, crossed with they, That's Gotta they, Be Kane. They accidentally, they accidentally <laughs> like, uh, well, they, they, they open like a little bodega and they like, I don't know, uh, <laughs> like King Curtis bodega. wants a slush and he breaks the slush machine, but it's the hottest day of the year. Yeah. So they've got to somehow kidnap glacier and forcing <laughs> to make come on they're just sitting on this copyright over a wwe and they're doing nothing with it nothing <laughs> barreling glacier into the back of a van what's glacier doing in his off time just down the park with his family <laughs> freezing anything he touches his child in, included like just for- 
Fucking love the running a bodega. Mr. JL's just coming around like... <laughs> I, oh, man. There could be a sandwich shop called the Bungeon of Doom. <laughs> they're always just up to some other business thing. Yeah, they're always just like... Always a scheme. A bit like how Chuckle Vision, they're different yeah. jobs every week. Like, <laughs> Dungeon of Doom plumbing, how can I help? I'd like to see them run a laundromat. I think that'd yeah! be great. Yeah, watching Kevin Sullivan accidentally shrink a load of people's clothes. Oh, that would be it. And he's got to put them on the giant to stretch them back out. Oh, <laughs> I put a whitewash what would we on. Call it? What would we call it? Fungeon of Doom. Oh. It'd be it'd be Hanna Barbera's Dungeon of Doom show. Yeah, and it'd have to have the announcer. Meanwhile, <laughs> think about the laundry episode. Uh, and they'd be like, oh no, all the, I, put a, I put a whitewash on. Why is it all gone cream? And then there's Kevin Sullivan going, ah, my cloak is ready. Anytime, cloak. anytime Giant tries to do anything, it just breaks. No matter how delicate oh, he's being, he tries to open the door and the I'm handle just sorry. crumbles. <laughs> I'll get that for you. <laughs> when he gets mad, he goes and like gets in his monster truck and does donuts on the roof <laughs> just to let out all the aggression. <laughs> they could do one where they run a barber's. Oh. And, like, and, and it's a little nudge and a wink for like Zodiac running the barbers. They like, should, hey. If they really wanted to be meta, they should do one with them running a wrestling promotion. <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> but the barbers one, yeah. it could be like, oh, here come Hawk and Animal, hello. And they go, hey, we just want crew cuts that match. Yeah, they keep no calling, problem. They keep what? calling him Brutus. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, Brutus. Who, and who eventually he just, he's just looking in the mirror and he just sees himself and he's just holding the big shears again. And he's just like, <laughs> some lynchian thing but the trick is like they say, oh we just want crew cuts like normal and then and so giant and they everyone's gone out so it's yeah. like giant can you cut his hair okay <laughs> and he whoops so he's just like oh no i'll line it up on the other side oh no and he's made a mohawk <laughs> hey i like it cheers guy <laughs> phew got away with that scheme <laughs> I'm trying to think what else maybe a band they've got to write a jingle they gotta be a wedding band Oh fuck! They would so a fail wedding, at being a band. wedding band. It'd be awesome. That'd and be then so Giant good. just busts. Oh, look, Kamala just busts out like some proper, like amazing singing. Giants like slapping the bass, and it all comes together at the very end. They, but yet, like Kamala's a singer, but he loses his voice on the day. Oh no! And they've got to go out and find it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's an embodied thing. Oh my god, that's amazing! There it is. Oh no 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 no! It's like what would it be? Like a mouth. It'd be his mouth. <laughs> I've lost my voice. And you just see Kamala's mouth going, hey, guys, calm down. It's a, Running Kamala's into the mouth's woods. like a heel. It's got like a cigarette and like a, a, a leather jacket. And it's just like, I don't want to come back, guys. <laughs> I'm running away. You mistreat me. I ain't coming back to your party. I'm going I never solo. get booked to win these days. <laughs> Fuck yous. <laughs> when was the last time anybody put me over? <laughs> huh? Uh, we'll let you play saxophone. <laughs> oh, all right. Just this once. Yeah, sure. Giant, hand us the saxophone. Who <laughs> got... Oh, sorry. You're watching the Dungeon of Doom Happy Hour, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Can Dick Dastardly be oh. in it for an episode? Oh, yeah, there's got to be a crossover. Oh. Scuba and the gang will turn up at some point oh. to investigate and they'll think it's a creepy like mystery like mine or something and it's actually just their house and they're just trying to have their cereal and watch some TV uh, and, and in pops in pops like Fred and they're all just like whoa and it's like a home invasion situation <laughs> and then they all work together to find out the real bad guy oh. <laughs> 
I like so that'd be a, like a straight to VHS crossover movie. Yeah, the function yeah. of Doom meet the Jetsons. <laughs> yeah, at, at Super Brawl or something. Yeah, the, yeah. the Super Brawl mystery. The Super Brawls. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> the Starcade mystery. So out comes on Anderson. <laughs> Straight back into it. Yeah, out comes Arn Anderson. Sorry. So Sullivan, the boring bit back now. to the bit. Sullivan's in the ring and he's basically just like, this barber shop will never work. <laughs> <laughs> you Have promised... you seen that man cut hair? Arn Anderson, you promised me a month's free rent. <laughs> I lied. Uh, but he's basically like, uh, we had a deal with you, like Horseman, Arn, I respected you. You know, I thought that you were going to handle these things we talked about. And no, you haven't bothered. And then out comes Arn with Pillman in tow. Yeah, so, and Arn is talking to Pillman, saying, look, you know what? I've tried talking to you. I've tried slapping some sense into you. But you're some tough love coming your way. And Arn starts to take off his belt. <laughs> Yeah, that no, was, not going commando. It's, it's not so much uh, like because you know where it's going, but there's that split moment where split second where it's like, uh, and uh, he's like, "I'm going to teach you about a thing called tough love," and then he just starts undoing his belt while simultaneously trying to focus. So his his tongue's out, so he's a bit like with some and belts. There's a split second as he's taking the belt off, like it's it's like he's suggesting something else before he quickly snatches mm. the belt in his hand, and it's a bit like. <laughs> Sometimes a belt buckle could be quite difficult when you're doing yeah. something else. So you really need to have that sucker ready to go. It just wasn't the line to be undoing your pants. No. If someone, if <laughs> I'm going to teach you about something called tough love. It, starts undoing pants. If someone like who looks like Arn Anderson is making eye contact with me and saying, "I'm going to teach you tough love," I'll take Pillman his belt the off. entire time is like, yeah, just fucking like looking for any exit. But before Arn can teach said tough love, Hugh Morris. And the Taskmaster, Hugh Morris is out there as well, by the way, uh, attack uh, Arn Anderson. Pillman, sneaky little bugger, rolls out of the ring. Yeah, stays away from it all for a ass. bit. And this is the thing, uh, Arn, when he's running Pillman down, he's like, well, Ric Flair was out here and he beat Hulk Hogan early, but I didn't see you anywhere. I didn't see yeah. you coming down to help Rick win. I didn't see you doing this. And being a horseman means like, you know, there is no you. Like there you is are no not self. an individual. You are not an individual. You are a horseman. Uh, and he's really trying to hammer home this fact to Pillman, and so this is why he's going to beat him with the belt. Um, but yeah, Pillman once again peels out of the ring as Arn has to fight everybody off himself. And then Arn comes down, and by this point, you've got uh, Sullivan beating Pillman with the belt. Arn comes and quickly like shoves Sullivan away, picks his belt back up, and then scoops Pillman up off the floor. Gets him away. Yeah. Uh, then a wound up Arn Anderson asks the, the booker backstage that if he doesn't get what he wants, he's going to destroy everybody backstage. Yeah. He wants a match with those two. Brian Pillman promises, I got you into this mess. I'm going to get us out. And uh, so we're getting set for a tag team. But mainly I'm going to get myself out within yeah. the next year. See you later. <laughs> Less than that, Booker <laughs> Man. Uh, after the break, back to the ring. There is Gene once more. And Sherry is in the ring. This is maybe one of my favorite Mean Gene moments ever. I don't know <laughs> how I forgot great. about this because he's just had to deal with a wild brawl. And now he's like, well, finally, Jesus. Okay, right, okay. I'm here with Sherry Martell. And he's like, kind of, he's like, no more bullshit. This is my interview time, my guys. Ring. This is my ring. <sighs> we get a video recap of the wedding brawl from Clash at the Champions, which saw uh, Medusa revealed as, uh, as, as Colonel Rob Parker's sweet honey pie. Well, we don't know. If it was allegedly her, because at the same time as he was taking that call, she could have already been inside of the ah. 
bus, but then so there's a no third way, honey pie. Yeah, the, who's the third kinda, honey pie? I mean, it's going to go nowhere, but they kind of allude to the fact that it could be somebody completely different on comms. So as they're showing this clip, we come back from the video clip to get a shot of the ring from the hard cam. Yeah, there's Mean Gene. There's Sherry. There's Medusa climbing the top rope, and the crowd just going, ah. yeah. And Gene, as you say, fabulous moment for yeah. me and Gene here. He's, he's just like, I'm just going to uh, talk to you about, oh, just, just, just get out of here. And he just like <laughs> gets himself away from it. He's just like basic. I can't remember exactly what he says, but it's it's, it's akin gotta to like. you got to be kidding me. Get out yeah, of here. Yeah, it's like, you got to be kidding me. Or like, God damn it. Or something like that. Um, and so Sherry's like, what's the matter, Gene? What are you doing? turns around, gets a, a big dive from Medusa <laughs> onto Sherry. And their match starts. We got a match. Sherry's wearing a dress for a match. Fair enough. Uh, they clatter each other around the ringside area. Medusa lands a snap suplex on the floor on Sherry. Uh, a hilarious slip on the tongue by Bischoff as he's talking up Medusa, where he says, Medusa, she's joined the leagues of where the big boys play and where the big girls play, like Lex Luger. <laughs> <laughs> sure Alex was chuffed with that line <laughs> sat at home just like what the fuck <laughs> uh, now it was almost definitely a slip of the tongue oh come on Lex isn't watching wrestling we know that but he's not gonna know <laughs> but also Bishop doesn't like Lex <laughs> <laughs> Medusa now these two bloody hell they've been in a time machine Medusa gives us the yes kicks yep and then Sherry does the Jeff Hardy leg drop Meaning that our favourite moves ever have been stolen. Yeah. Stolen. I'm a and from Medusa and Sherry. Yeah. Unless they went in a time thing. Sherry goes up top, gets thrown off the top by Medusa, but then Sherry rolls through and gets the three count. But Medusa ain't having that deadlift German suplex. Fucking bye! Knocks her down. Then she mounts her. She's slapping around the face. And then... Fucking Christ. grabs her by the hair and just starts going bang, bang, bouncing bang, her head off bang, the canvas, bang off the canvas hard, and she does not let up. It takes two refs to come in and stop, and it is brutal. The crowd are like in horror. Yeah, it's, it's a really it's brutal looking. It's fucking bit. amazing because Medusa is somebody who you know was was really flying the flag of women's wrestling in a time where you know the the industry couldn't really give a fuck in America, quite mm -hmm. frankly. And she was trying her hardest to maintain, you know, that, that women can be more than just valets. Sherry is somebody who, you know, is just exceptional and it's a crime. We never got to see Sherry wrestle as much as we should have been seeing her wrestle because she's somebody who could really hang with, like, even the guys. Yeah. Uh, and I think this was just a chance for them both to come out and go, this is what we can fucking do. Mm -hmm. And they delivered. And it, it's just, it's brutal. It's hard-hitting. And it's 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 just so far ahead of its time. It's brilliant. It's a really good bit. Seek that bit and out. It's, from it's the show. super quick as well. It's it's like a tiny little. It's not even really a match. I'd say it's just. It's a brawl. It's just that steps. showcase of violence and technicality is is good. Uh, main event o'clock, and it is Macho Man Randy Savage defending his WCW title against the Giant. Or is it more on that in a bit? I like the Giant's entrance with. Um, Projector With on the ring. Projector on the ring. I thought that looked really cool. Yeah. Really like that whole effect. He was out with the Taskmaster. Yeah. And uh, he, looked, he, looked like a, he looked like an underwater monster. Yeah. And then out comes Randy with Randy's ladies, feet Elizabeth. Oh, does Randy come out? 
Wow. Mm. Wow. The ladies wow. that Hogan accompany, they are sharing wow. the ladies. Uh, there's Deborah. There's woman. There's the lady I don't know. Apologies. Shameful. And there's Elizabeth getting her own entrance. And she turns and applauds, waiting for her man to walk down the ring, ramp. And he doesn't. But suddenly, back in the ring, there's Savage with the WCW title fucking twatting We're the back of the giant. Ba-bang! And the match hasn't started yet. No, but Savage is fucking giving it socks with the world title over uh, the giant's heed. And then Savage jumps on the back of the giant and locks in a sleeper. And Bischoff is like, oh, is that the referee's calling for the bell? Let's go. The referee's calling for the bell. The referee's calling for the bell. The referee's calling for the bell. The referee is calling for the bell. The referee's calling for the bell. And then the match ends in a DQ before it even starts. What? <laughs> Flair legs it out as well. Yeah. Uh, Savage gets dumped to the outside, after which Flair just wails on Savage with yeah. a steel chair. And then it's a two-on-one mugging from Flair and and uh, the, you call him the Big Show then Flair and Giant uh, backbreakers, uh, big choke slam. Once again, they're banging on about Savage's bad arm. Yeah. Let the guy have a fucking break. He's not injured. What Stop you on about? Giving He's him fine. world championship. He's fine. They told down. everybody Big Dave was wrong. He's a liar. He doesn't know what he's talking about. You're really That's why Randy's up. arm is getting worse and worse as it goes on. He's really committed to the bit. <laughs> he's really, it's atrophying. Yeah. It's incredible. It is. Yeah, like he's just willing that into existence. <laughs> this beating goes on forever. The match, the match is thrown out completely, it, and Savage is getting a shoe in. Possibly save the day. Oh, who could? possibly fucking fuck the fuck it's hogan oh he's not blind after all but he's got his eye all taped up and he's got a steel chair and, uh, and then it's just it's happy christmas morning lads here's all of your unprotected chair shots yeah, yeah. it's just what i always wanted straight Thanks. to the noggin boom straight to the noggin we're bare Straight to the noggin every time. And yeah, Hogan's chair shots are shit. Everyone's you may as pace. well be like, Hogan's chair shots come in at this pace. That's but very good. They're slow. still running into it. Just fucking bang. <laughs> Giant, fuck you with a chair. Oh, there's the faces of fear who gave the road warriors a shoe in earlier. Fuck off. Fuck off. Oh, there's the one man gang. Former Doofus of the United States champion. Fuck off. There's the taskmaster. Fuck off. Zodiac's outside, doesn't get in the ring. Yeah, he's but, smart. But he stops the giant from fighting again. Well, going, he no, can't, friend. He can't possibly get in the ring because Hogan's not going to hit him in the face. No, he might. <laughs> uh, Hogan sends them all packing. Flair runs up to the commentation station and tells Flair, and, and, and he tells Hogan he's beat him twice. Yep. And at Super Brawl, inside two cages, he'll beat him again. I'm very confused with what we're getting at Super Brawl. Yeah. Are, they, are, they, are we getting two cage matches with Hogan? I have no back idea. Back to back? I'm going to have to have a quick uh, refresher. <laughs> the giant says he's going to take Hulk Hogan's bones and make his breath. <laughs> it's breath. He says breath. <laughs> I Again, why He meant we, broth. But why are we so committed to giant being a giant? Oh, good from like, the beanstalk. I don't believe that that fuck has ever made bread. Not at this point <laughs> in his life. I don't think he even all. has a goose that lays an egg. No, he doesn't even have a bread maker. Like, it, it's it's... You know, he's going down to his local Walgreens and picking up his, you know, mighty white loaf, same as everybody else or whatever. Like, he's not going to grind up any bones to make any breath <laughs> at all. How do you make breath? <laughs> Your mind, body and soul is mine forever, says Giant, which sound like marriage vows. Yeah. 
Uh, Flair promises to take Savage's belt, his woman, and his pride one more time inside the cage at Uncensors. And as they gloat on commentary, Hogan and Savage are battered and broken and being helped out of the ringside area by a referee. I don't remember Hogan getting hurt at all in that bit. No, but he was he blind in one eye. Right. So, so you know, he's, he's he's exerted a lot of energy there. Residual hurt. Yeah. That makes sense. What do we make a nitro this week? Uh stronger than a lot of recent weeks. I will give it that. Mm. Uh you know, big shock moments like you know, not big shock moments, but shock moments like uh Medusa uh having, you know, Legion of Doom come out and have a, a moderately classic show in for them uh until the end uh starting off with hogan flair very memorable and you know wasn't a terrible match for them either i I think it was you know as far as it's gone it's probably the best week of nitro we've seen in a little while Mm, i'd say it felt different it felt a bit fresher yeah i think putting the back-to-back uh sorry putting the interview segments back-to-back really helped streamline the feel of the show a lot more because you had that kind of big opening and then you had these moments where it was just sort of like was it so we went uh yeah Hogan Flair, then Face of Fear versus Warriors, and then it's back to back in rings. Yeah. And one of those leads into a match. And I thought that was just nice flow. It, it just flowed a lot the better. The pace than is better. Going match segment, match segment. Yeah. It kind of just it's it's nice to kind of have peaks and troughs. Mean Gene probably live it because he didn't get to do much stuff on the ramp as normal. But I'm yeah. so glad that we're I don't we'll, we'll never fully move away from interview, interviews on the ramp. I think sometimes they slow down the momentum. Yeah, I, I think it's it's one it's a main feature of their their programming. It was, you know, it was very sports like in that regard. But it does not go away. Uh, but we will now, though. Thank you for checking out the Cold Hearted Classic yeah. Night review. Anything exciting you're working on this week? Mink? Not that I can talk about. Oh, shush, shush, quiet plans. Yeah, something interesting. I might try and get you into film tomorrow if you're about. I'm down. I'm down so. like D'Lo Brown that time. Uh, and if you have questions for us, classic at coldaholic.com. We'll do more mailbag nonsense next time we are together. Until next time, he is at the Sound Driver on Twitter. I'm at Tom Campbell on Twitter. Together, we're at Coldaholic on Twitter. Now listen, guys, this Dungeon of Doom gardening firm is... <laughs> we're going to make millions. Get those moles. I reckon just a week where they're really behind on rent and they've got to go get jobs like at Mackey's <laughs> or whatever. Or they, the, one of them becomes like an Uber Eats driver. Like, oh, Mike, come on. Somebody there has got to just make this a, feel, a reality. I feel like it's, it sounds a bit like Teen Titans Go, but with the Dungeon of Yeah, Doom. basically, yeah. But Dungeon then you run Doom it through Go. a bit of Space Ghost Coast to Coast and you're laughing. Oh, we, we know what? We've come up with two banging ideas for wrestling properties. And if people make money off off of this episode of the Smack, of the Classic Nitro review, then you are welcome. You are very, very welcome. You're fucking not. Don't touch your ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Especially not the promotion. That's that's like my my one day project. We will, we will <laughs> kill you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Cultaholic.